Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of the podcast, recorded on February 25th, 2022. I'm your host, Ventor, a small-time streamer with big-time dreams. You can follow me on most platforms under Ventornado, including Mines, Gab, YouTube, and Rumble. And uh, I'll send it over to John and let John introduce himself, my co-host. Uh, hi guys, I'm John, uh, as you know. Uh, I also go by Sophomore John, which you can find me on uh, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, uh, and Locals as well. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Alrighty, now let's go ahead and introduce our guests. Um, coming back for the second episode in the row, we have Connor. And for the first time ever, Silent and Cantalo. Uh, why don't each of you tell us a few things about yourselves, and then I'll introduce the topic. Uh, Connor, why don't you go first? All right. Uh, so I'm Connor. Probably remember me from the first episode. I'm a U.S. Marine. I've known Ben Tornado for just going on 10 years now. We've each other since high school. Um, don't have any social media. As I've said before, if you see me on social media, that is not me. So do with that with what you will. Pass it on to next. Alrighty, Silent. Hi guys, I'm Silent, aka Silent Sword. Uh, about myself, I am the only and only Canadian Jew. Um, uh, my background, I guess, is I uh, volunteer as a e EMS. Um, I also do some streaming. Find me at SilentSword underscore 44 on Twitch. And yeah, it's pretty much it about me. I guess pass it on. And then Cantalo. Um, name's Cantalo. That's what everyone calls me here. I'm also in the EMS profession. And that's about it. Nothing else to tell you at this time. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yep. <laughs> All right. The topic for this episode is COVID 19. <laughs> and the vaccine, including many of the recent controversies in regards to COVID. The opinions stated by the hosts and guests should not be considered as fact, and we encourage everyone to do your own research on all topics discussed. We also encourage you to talk to your doctor for any and all medical questions. Even though we have a couple of individuals in the medical profession here, we still encourage you to talk to your doctor who knows you far better than some random group of people on the internet. <laughs> Before we get started on the freeform discussion, however, I think it would be best if uh, each of us said their general stance on the topic. Overall, so we have a general idea on everybody's uh, stance and where they uh, lie in regards to the situation. I'll start it off by saying I fully believe that COVID has been, and currently still being, heavily politicized by everybody. At first, it was r the right and the Republicans that wanted to shut everything down. Then, a couple months in, it swapped to the left and Democrats wanting to shut everything down. This politici politicization of COVID made things far worse. And frankly, I personally do not believe that COVID is a serious issue anymore. I fully believe that those in power are trying to use COVID to maintain and even grow their own authority. It is time to open back up and learn to live with COVID like we learned to live with the flu. 
I'll pass it on to John, and uh, he'll give you his uh, basic stance on the subject. Uh, yeah, so my feeling on COVID is that I believe it was uh, man-made, and it got out, and it wasn't supposed to. Um, obviously, it uh, it can affect people with the who are older, who have uh, multiple co comorbidities. Um, but otherwise, I it really is just a heavier flu. Uh, I do definitely agree with uh, uh, Ventornado that it is heavily politicized. It's been used to keep people in power, to push the general public, not just in the United States, but all over the world. Uh, push their limits to see what uh, they're willing to give up for quote-unquote safety. Um, I also think that they're using the pandemic for other more nefarious means as well. Things that we'll probably get into as we go on with the conversation. But that's the general belief I have. Alrighty, what about you, Connor? Well... Uh, so I'm not in the medical field, but from what I have seen living through COVID and with my own personal experiences with having COVID myself, um, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I do agree with, um, John and Ben Tornado. I do believe it is mostly in a way an, an overhyped virus, uh, going throughout the planet. Um, you can call it plague, virus, whatever you want to call it. Um, and after having it myself, I firmly believe it's not as bad as most people think it is. I do know that people do have other reactions to having it. And yes, you may have your ones and twos every once in a while who have a bad reaction to something. I understand that. But I, I believe people are just overreacting to... To COVID. So that's kind of where I'm standing at right now. Alrighty, uh, Silent. What is your stance on the subject? Um, uh, I do believe COVID is, 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 a, is a shitty thing. Shitty thing to have. Uh, coming from experience, just a couple months ago, uh, I lost a, a dear friend from, from COVID. He was 21 years old. Uh, Guy who didn't do any drugs and nothing like that. Just kind of just took him with him. Um, I do fully support my my local nurses and EMS EMS teams. It's it's hell down there. Uh, they definitely push the hardest, working you know forty hour shifts in a row. You know, zipping up body bags and uh, and and shit like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I have seen a lot of political people take it to to a much higher level than it actually had to be but covid it's it's a it's a, it's something that's uh it's going to be here for a while and i do believe i think some people are acting a bit like idiots but uh um definitely definitely think we are moving in the right direction as of now and uh and yeah i think that's that's it for me Alrighty, Kentalo, your stance. Good. 
God, you make it easy. Hard for me to bite my tongue. <laughs> oh, okay, let's try to keep it to the simple, quick and simple point here. I'm not political in any way. Um, I am in the medical field. I do believe COVID is real. I personally don't give two hoots of where it came from. Just, it's here. That's all that needs to be said for now. Um, as for the rest of my statement to that, I think that's going to be heard during uh, conversations throughout this. And that's it. All righty. Uh, thank you for your general stances here, and we're going to get started with uh, the general conversation. Um, from uh, It's really a unique uh, situation here because we have two from the medical field, one from the military, because I definitely know that the military and the government has enforced a lot of interesting mandates, and uh, even one of our medical peeps, Silent, coming from Canada, the recent trucker protests up there, have been a huge topic in the news recently. <clears throat> um, where do we want to begin? John, do you have any questions for our guests real quick? No, I don't have any questions. I, I, I think I have to agree with Cantalo. I think every I think everything where we stand, all those things, is, is going to come out in the conversation. Uh, I think maybe a good place to start would be the beginning uh, or the origins or where we see how everyone reacted at the beginning. You know what I mean? Start from the beginning and let's go f maybe go from there. All righty. Um, so from my understanding and from what I've heard from news media, and I've came to the personal conclusion that I think COVID was man-made. Uh, I've seen enough uh, individuals who are working with like the government and whatnot coming out explaining that they do believe it came out of the Wuhan lab, regardless of uh, whether it was intentional or unintentional. I have not seen enough information on that to form an opinion on that. Um, I know, Kentalo, you mentioned that you didn't really care where it came from, but it's here. Does it matter? Does it matter that it's here? Or does it matter that it's affecting people and families and the economy and all that other lovely stuff? Does it matter where it came from? Is there something anywhere down the long, along the lines of this, any type of virus or disease or whatever that hasn't originated from man being here, period. So where it comes from, in my opinion, doesn't matter. It doesn't, all that matters is that it's here. I get that. I get that. But don't... I feel like there's still important aspects to uh, knowing the origins of a virus to be able to help prevent it more, if that makes sense. Would okay, you... and I'm assuming that's something that will... We'll discuss a little because everyone has the problems with, you know, mandates or this, that, and that, vaccines and this stuff. But you are acknowledging that it's here, correct? Yes. I don't think anybody here is not yeah. acknowledging that. I think you, we all agree that it is here. Do you acknowledge that it has killed thousands of people? Yes, COVID does kill people. Okay, anyone else? Yeah, I have no problem with that statement. <laughs> it kills people. It can, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it kills. Do you, do you consider that serious? 
Yes. Of course. Whenever somebody dies, it's serious. But at the same time, it's not just COVID that kills. Everything can kill. Everything. Okay. Exactly. But anything that kills somebody is serious, correct? Yeah. Some things I would say are more serious than others. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here, let let me just try to direct this a little bit. Out of everyone in this room, how many people has lost a, let's start small, a friend, someone not, not blood related? Yes. To COVID. I have so, not lost, I have not lost anyone. You have not. Okay. I have not known anyone personally. Okay. Uh, um, okay. So no one personally. Okay. Now let's just go one step further. I mean, we know the answer of a couple of people already. How many people lost a family member? Nope. Same for me now. Yeah, no. No. No, I have. Now, let's see here. How many people have seen people who have died from COVID? Yes. I can say no to that. That's not my profession. No, 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 no. No, no, exactly. And and that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So, and let's go just a little bit further. How many people have been in this room here have been impacted due to the death of, you know, someone dying from COVID. Yes. I've been very no. lucky and all the individuals I know from family members who got it have mm-hmm. not died from it. And okay. And we're just, I'm just going to ask one more question before I kind of make my point with this. Um, let's see here. How many people in here have tested positive for COVID? I yes. have. Yes. Oh, oh. This past January, I tested positive. Okay, and real quick with you, what uh, what what wave were you in when that happened? It was in between Delta and Omicron, and the medical facility that I went to, the doctor could not uh, clarify which one I had. Okay, so I'm assuming you had mild symptoms, maybe fever, headache, body aches? Barely no respiratory? Head- nope, no respiratory. No respiratory, okay, so it was most likely Omicron then. And I, yeah. I don't know that for sure, yeah. but that's from my that's experience. A, that's, that's the conclusion likely. that... That's the conclusion that I came to, my family came to, when I when I when I was told, "Hey, you have COVID." I asked him, of course, "Well, which one do I have?" It was right in between the two, of the two variants. So, of course, hey, I need to know which one. All right. Um, Anyone else? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had COVID. I had uh, uh, Omicron, so I had uh, mild fevers, a fucking terrible. Muscle cramping. I sat in my bed for three days straight without moving. And yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, and next? Uh, I, I most likely had it, but they didn't have uh, testing at the time. Okay, so the, the first, possibly the first strain, correct? Uh, yeah, within the first, yeah. Like basically within the first couple of months, like I would say between March and June. So in between the the two weeks to slow the spread, that kind of that kind of area pre summer. All right, nope, that's understandable. All right, myself, I have had it. I've only had the latest version. I made it luckily two years without before I actually got it. And with the previous question, I have lost family members, and I've also seen a lot of it. So now Ven, we're just i'm just going to go with you here and then you can kind of redirect this a little bit and we'll get more into stuff later on here yep now you think that things have been lenient and it's not serious is kind of like what you said in your first original statement there that we're taking things out of hand 
how do you justify that to somebody who has lost a mother or sister or daughter? Anyone. Or even a best friend. It's not easy. Because uh, losing somebody you care about is impactful. Mm-hmm. Extremely it's impactful. A, extremely impactful. So how do you justify saying i think we overreacted how do you justify that and this is before we even get to the big deep topic of this and i think it's important to start the conversation with this is how do you simply justify to somebody oh i think we're all overreacting uh let me clarify the first couple of months i think what we did was okay but we eventually learned that covid had a lower death rate than the flu and currently speaking like as a right here right now if i'm not mistaken uh the omicron variant has very very low death rate um it's it's the individuals in the vulnerability group the older generation or the um individuals who aren't necessarily physically active or fit like me That tend to be um, uh, <laughs> uh, tend to be uh, more impacted by it than others, because uh, I've I've heard secondhand accounts of people who got it really bad, but then the same household, another person, it was nothing to them. Okay, but does that make it any less important or serious? Because majority of people haven't lost a loved one to it. Honestly, personally speaking, and this is going to sound really harsh, I think so. Because it hurts. Because a lot of people lose their loved ones. But in the end, life doesn't stop because we lose a loved one. It just doesn't. And it sucks. Okay. life keeps turning. And if we shut everything down for something that has a lower death rate than the flu we don't do this for the flu we don't do this for cancer we don't do this for diabetes we don't do this for illegal drugs why don't we that's a very good argument maybe we should well no the reason the reason that we can't is because it's new it's still it's in its mutation stages the flu they only vaccinate every year people for two different variants a year Depending on your locality, different countries, are, they usually go after two different ones. That's why people still get the flu 50% of the time, because they're end up getting a variant that's spreading currently in that specific time and place. <clears throat> now, I mean, I know you, so you know, I'm not offended really by what you say, but you're saying, you know, what's troublesome is with a lot of people, what I'm noticing is that they're taking offense to this. They're like, oh, I got to wear a mask. I got to do this, this, and this. Now, all right, at first, you know, I kind of felt the same way. Oh, well, this is nothing. This is nothing. You know, people are getting sick. Oh, it's only it's only the people who have underlying health conditions, right? When did someone with underlying health conditions and being elderly or sick with other things, when, when did their lives not matter anymore? Why? Because they're not related to us? Because it doesn't matter? It doesn't affect me? Okay, I don't want to wear a mask. Okay. I just... Brick came home, I'm asymptomatic, gave it to my child. They went and gave their grandmother a hug and a kiss. Oh, look, oh, they're dead now. Oh, let's use my family, for example. My sister, husband's a cop. 
wore a mask, came home one day. My sister had underlying health conditions. Oh, look at that. 30 days later, she's dead. Now, because that didn't happen to you, it's not serious. Because it didn't happen to a 1,000 other people, 10,000 other people, a million other people. Because it didn't happen to them, but it happened to, I don't even remember what the last numbers are, so I'm just going to use a, slow, a small number. I'm going to say 100,000 people. Those 100,000 families, it doesn't matter to them. Why? Because it's inconvenient because we had to wear masks or get vaccinated or this, that, and that. So, I, you know, I, I, you know, in a way for certain, you know, a lot of people, it, it is offensive to the ones because you're not putting yourself in their shoes. What about that mother where her, you know, her husband was at work, ended up getting, yeah, I think, is it, it a news article, NBC? I didn't take notes for this stuff, so. That's okay, we wouldn't have one. You, <laughs> you know, yeah. a father with four children got COVID, died in two weeks, no underlying conditions. Mother never worked. She was just a stay-at-home mom. But now she doesn't matter because, and they had mask mandates at the work. You know, come on, we're guys. We friggin' scratch our ass, rub our eye, do this, that, and that. You know, we have beards. We, you know, stroke our beards. You know, it's unavoidable. You're going to get it. But just because we're not related to them, we don't care. Nobody cares anymore. I'm going to stop there, let other people talk, and I'm sure that I'll have more to chime in later on. But go ahead. But I mean, and going with your argument, though, why, why, aren't, why aren't people doing the same thing for people that die of the flu? I mean, I think it's fair to say that everybody here uh, treasures life. I don't think anybody on, on this panel does not uh, think that each life... Each person's life is important, but when did it, why do we not care about people who get a flu and die? Because another... that does happen. And then all of a sudden, here's another that aspect. COVID. Hold on, let, let him finish yeah. his, his real quick, Ben. Um, now, and the answer, the answer, just quick answer for that. I'm not, I don't mean to interrupt is because there's already what you call, what, what is called herd immunity for that. It's already documented for, long time, and I don't know how many years exactly, but many, many years. They know what's going to happen. We're able to predict at least with a 50% accuracy of what strains are going to be coming out where we, people can be protected for it. But don't get me wrong, there's still the 50%. Don't And <clears throat> the people who die from the flu, again, are usually the elderly with you know, who are immune compromised. But go ahead. Right, but <laughs> but you don't see those numbers on CNN every day, I, 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 you know, and that's part of that politicization portion of it. Um, but again, I, I, I don't think anybody here doesn't care about human life. I think we all value human life. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying, me personally, I'm not saying that um, COVID isn't dangerous. I think what's important, and kind of circling back to the beginning of the conversation in a sense is, the origins of COVID, in this case, I think really do make a difference because if if this is something that was man-made, if this was something that was made and designed in a laboratory, then this is different than the common cold. This is different than cancer and stuff. This was genetically engineered to kill people, regardless of age. Obviously, it did. It, from the looks of it, it doesn't seem like, and again, if this is man-made, I'm not saying that it is, 
Oh, no, no, no. I, I, but, but if it is a man-made genetically altered disease, then knowing that and getting to the origins of that could actually help save lives so that you and Silent and the hundreds and thousands of other people that have lost loved ones mm-hmm. to to this we would have had a you know we could have had a better chance of helping people helping people survive regardless of whether they had comorbidities or not there's also other factors my statement assumes that big pharma is good or or you know decently good people which i don't believe they are but um that's a, you know that's a whole other story but if we had a good and decent society knowing that information we would be able to then use the information uh to hopefully come up with a better cure than a i guess a, a vaccine that doesn't necessarily work with multiple multiple boosters and we could have known like okay it's not good to put people on ventilators like when we were putting people on ventilators because we didn't know what was going on at the time at the beginning we were scrambling to do everything we could to save every life possible um all right quick question again what of covid is killing people do you know what actually is killing people do I know what actually is killing people? The, yes, well, the disease, because it's a COVID SARS variant. It's a variant of the oh, the original SARS, if I remember correctly. Um, but I, I, there's uh, different things, like obviously the uh, uh, respiratory issues, closing off the lungs, those kinds what of things. What people are dying from is pneumonia. Okay. So that's what's actually killing people. That's why even to this day, even though they say they're not... There, you go into a hospital when the surges are up. You mm-hmm. see rooms and rooms and rooms of people on intubators and stuff like that. But go ahead. I just want to see if you knew like what part of it actually killed. It's not actually right. COVID that's killing them. It's the actual them getting pneumonia and dying. Well, well no, yeah, cause, well, because the actual, I think the actual just people dying of COVID is far less than the numbers that are being given to people. Like straight, straight, straight. No cor- no comorbidities. No getting gunshots. And, th- and then we can talk about that later. I think yeah, just no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just straight COVID. But but see, when at the beginning we didn't obviously putting somebody on a ventilator. Now we know is a very much a last, uh, last, last measure. Very last thing to do. We didn't know that then at the beginning. Uh, again, but knowing if it was man-made and then if we had, kn- let's say hypothetically, it was man-made in China, we had known this, Canada and America got together and sent a whole bunch of people into China, busted down doors, took everything, and sc- scrounged the data together, we would have had a better chance, the world would have had a better chance of fighting this properly. Okay, I mean, I'm understanding your kind of where you're coming from with this, and be actually interesting to see some of your your point of views on things later on in the discussion. So I do appreciate your input. This is the Cantalo show, by the way, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm one of those people who 
like kind of just like getting right in there. I, I do apologize. I'll try oh, no. to tone it down a little bit. No, that's that fine. makes it more fun. It gives us perspectives that we haven't thought about. Um, what I was thought of uh, earlier that I wanted to also ask: What about the suicide rates? Um, uh, okay, uh, the suicide rates from everybody shutting down. The rates here in the United States for the younger generations have been off the charts because we shut everything down. We're stuck between a rock and a hard place. We either shut everything down, protect the older generation, but the younger generation suffers, or the opposite happens. We open back up. Uh, the younger generation tends to be more okay versus the older generation suffers. And where do we draw that line? With the Omicron variant out now, I think it's time to open back up, in my personal opinion. And once again, when we f when it first came out, I was on board with shutting everything down, wearing masks, getting vaccinated, because we didn't know what COVID was. But as it, the times grew on, we started to learn more and more about COVID. We learned that the death rates, while still higher than what we would like, aren't as high as uh, many of the other diseases that plague the United States and the world. And uh, that's one of the things where I was getting at, <coughs> excuse me, getting at. Well, one, COVID's not a disease. My apologies, uh, misphrase, um, I forgot the <laughs> phrase for it, but misuse of a word. And two, real quick, if you want to go by numbers of suicide rate, the numbers have been steadily going up by 4 to 6% every single year since the start of social media. Oh yeah, I'm not if you denying those that. Numbers to, and if you compare those numbers to the rates going on with COVID, it still matches up with what it was for the previous three years before COVID. I have not I'm seen sorry. those statistics, but I'll take your word for that. Um, let's let Silent get a word or two in. Um, yeah. <laughs> Toss I it mean, right every over to you. every 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 point I had, Contalo just. I'm sorry. Just, just no, you just pinpointed everything. I I completely agree. I did leave yeah. some stuff out for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Thank you for the hard topics. Thank you very much. Um. Yeah. So just like come with a standpoint of you know. Um. So I just want to do like a little little medical kind of background thing. So basically, you know, an average person should have. The oxygen level of 98%, right? And if you're going anything below 94, 92, that like in the medical field, that's automatically you're 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 put on oxygen. And you're seeing these cases of of strong, you know, bodybuilders and all these just regular, you know, Joes that are fit, you know, on a chart you're you're fit. And you're seeing these levels at like 80, 81. 70 that's like very close to death you know and it's 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 a shocker that people think that um you know i, I live in canada and we had you know lockdowns and our lockdowns were fucking insane we had you know um a, a two-week period and then we would go off and then a two-week period and then we would go off and you know we were we're driving around and i was i worked um for a meat company, so I was allowed to go outside because, you know, you got to feed the country. And, um, you know, we had the, I had just in case I had in my, in my car, I would have uh, a paper that said, you know, I work for this company, you know, I'm allowed to be outside. Like I can, I can drive in the streets and they're empty. It was like a ghost town. And, 
um, just a little point to say, you know, if we get more lenient on these, like, oh, we're going to open back up, and let's say a new is right out, and it just starts killing, you know, 100, um, 200, 1,000 people a day, and we just opened up, you know, masks are done, everything's done, we're all up, is everybody up for going back into, into lockdown? Is that a thing that everybody agrees with? Like, if it starts as just destroying everybody on the strand, it's just killing, like, one-year-olds from 1 to 90, everybody, and is everybody open to, to going back into, into lockdown? Real, real, it... quick, real quick, Sam, I don't mean... The, the numbers that you were talking about uh, just before, are those numbers, were you, are you seeing those numbers uh, pre-vaccination or post-vaccination? They were, they um, they were both on both sides. Okay, it's, I'm just I'm, I'm just curious. I, th I think that's important to to note that yeah, you know, cover all your bases, right? And it's just, but you know, someone could be vaccinated, but you know, um, with that, of course, it's it's everyone thinks like, oh, when you get the vaccination, you're you're bulletproof, you're clear. A lot of people think, I talk to people like in, in public and they're like saying, oh yeah, I just got the vaccine, so I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not good. You're not clear from it. What it is, is that, just, it's, it's just dimming it down. That part, you, that part you really can't blame on the public. The public was mis yeah. no. misinformed yeah. by yeah. the government. This is where the government bad part comes in. Yeah, yeah. they just kept saying, if I, you get the vaccine, you're, you're, you're perfect. Yeah. I'm sorry. Someone just know. said something in there. Who was that? Yeah, that, so that's, that's me, Connor. So I'm, I'm vaccinated, and I ended up catching COVID um, flying. And I know it was when I was flying because I was visiting one family member to another family member going from West Coast to East Coast of the United States. When I was on the West Coast visiting one family member, they didn't get it. I didn't have it. A week after I got to the East Coast, I showed symptoms. A couple days after I got the test done saying I was positive for COVID. Other family member tested positive for COVID. So I knew I got it while, while I was flying. Both myself and my other family member, we are both vaccinated, but we, we both end, still end up getting it. So that's kind of where I was going with that. Yep. <laughs> and, and near the end there, and I'm sorry, then I'll let you continue silent. Near the end there, once the Omicron came, it was a 50-50 shot. The same as the flu. Verify that. What do you mean by 50-50 shot? Being vaccinated or not being hospitalized. Like the numbers of hospitalizations went through the roof because so many people are getting it. But now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that every case is serious. Not every case is serious. But hospitals were overflowing. People were sitting in waiting rooms for hours. Because, and this is kind of a little off topic, the thing is people don't know what not being able to breathe is. They don't know what it is for those few people, one out of whatever people, what serious COVID is. Even with the Omicron, there's people who still got it serious. But I'm sorry, silent, you continue. Uh, yeah, just, you know, coming firsthand, I had the, they actually brought our team in because we had a lot of nurses we have we have, we do have a shortage of nurses in, in Canada here, so they brought a lot of EMS people into uh, merge and ORs and and stuff like that. It and it was 
it was just terrible seeing these places just pack packed to the brim packed to the brim with people people just they're not even like in beds they're just on like blow up couches on like just towels just laying on the floor in the hallways just and it, it's it's once you like if you're not like on the ground and you're just watching the news and they're telling these cases a lot of these cases are much much higher than than what what is posted on the news we were we were doing like a, a like a little well i guess a little math problem we were doing with our, our family and i was doing with our team and i got covid and my sister got covid and we didn't go to the hospital because we knew we got it like we're yeah we're good if we fucking have it and um and basically um after that we were doing like a little test and we're like ontario it was saying like only like uh, uh i was like uh it's like maybe uh, half a million or 700,000 people got it. But, uh, and we're doing a test. But a lot of people just don't show up to the hospital. There's no point. Why what are you going to go in there and then say, oh, you got COVID, you could go back home and just sit there? And we figured out it's about 2 million people. 2 million people in Ontario got COVID. Now, just, you know, a lot of these are actually undermining how many cases there actually are. COVID, that's, that's, and I guess next person can go ahead. I mean, going along with that, you can, I'm going to argue that there are way more people across the entire planet who have COVID. It's just, they're not getting tested. This yeah. exact same thing you were saying. Because, I mean, we, we've all seen on CNN, BBC, Fox News, whatever mainstream media you ever look at for the past couple of years, there's always been some kind of a major COVID update number. Like I know for all of 2020s, every single news network had a, counter on like the bottom of the screen oh this worldwide number of confirmed cases well yeah you test more you're going to get more confirmed cases and i think that's kind of going with the media aspect of this kind of being bad on media shame on you they're in a they're inadvertently or they're probably doing it on purpose scaring the public into not wanting to do anything just being scared of their own shadow and i think that's for me personally, that's one of the big things that I do not agree with. I understand COVID is a serious issue. It is, it's out there. It kills people. It may not be the only reason why someone dies, but it is a reason why someone can die. Um, but I think people are just being too afraid of their own shadows. And they, and they're getting too comfortable with um, kind of the government kind of watching out for them. I'm, I'm, a, I'm of the sense where Government is only there as a last resort. Government shouldn't always be there directing you how to live your life. And, and I, and I kind of throw media into that same, into that same umbrella. Well, and real quick, Connor, just to back you up on that, Project Veritas did get um, a, at least one producer from CNN that specifically said the whole reason why they had the number up there was fear. It scared people. It kept people coming back. Here's a question then. Uh, again, how long has COVID been around? Since uh, um, winter 2019. Or like years. end of the well, year 2019. That we and, know of. Okay, that we know of. Okay. Yeah, no, since, it started, of. since it started showing its pretty face. And approximately, I don't, I don't have a figure in front of me if, any, if anyone did a little research knows. How many people have verified had COVID so far? According to the media. I stopped listening to the media months ago. I couldn't answer the, that question for you. Did anyone do any research here? I know I didn't. 
Nope, uh, that's <laughs> no, sort of the goal of no. the podcast. We don't want people yeah, to do research ahead of time. I, I well, think, that, that I think the, the, last, the last number I remember seeing was was something um, somewhere between, at least for the U.S., was 600,000 deaths. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's just deaths. Okay, so we're just going to use, uh, let's see here. But that's the but but, but 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 real quick that's the that's that is the problem with the the media and then the government too is that they're not giving us correct numbers. Okay, but we're all in agreement that we believe that the numbers are much much higher than we thought, right? As far as who has who has had who COVID, is, who has had it? Oh, for sure. Who has had it? Most definitely. Yes. And we yeah. and we all agree that this has been around approximately what three years now, two and a half years, something like yeah. that. Yep. Well, it's been alive since 2012, actually, but yeah. Well, okay. th- but that's different a different strains. strain. That's a different strain. Well, yeah, they, they don't forget they're... coronavirus. There's tons of strains. There's yeah, tons they've been they've been studying this. This, well, this isn't the isn't the flu a co- the flu a corona type virus? Yes. Okay, so there you go. Well, no, that's influenza. Well, no, that's different. The common yeah, yeah that's influenza. No, Sorry, but I'm, I'm talking about flu. No, the not, flu is not, not a coronavirus. No. No. All right, so I, I did look real quick here. So, so far, there's total, I'm, I'm going to round this out. There's 79 million confirmed cases, 949,000 confirmed deaths. And this is only in, what, two and a half, three years, we were just saying. You you don't think that's serious? It is serious. It is it serious. Is. Now, this is something that's new to us, something that we just started developing vaccines and on all this dumb stuff for. I think, I, I think that the fear factors actually kind of needed there, don't you think? Don't get me wrong. I hate the media. I hate the media with all that. I think they've they spread too much false information. But if you want to look at actual numbers that are posted, they're not. It's not that they're false numbers. They're just low because people are getting asymptomatic. And the problem with the new viruses as they come out, they mutate really damn quick. I don't know if you guys realize that yet. I mean, it's oh, mutated. Yeah. It's, and I think there's we've been all like seen a that. new strain of COVID like every year at least, if not two to three strains per year. And I mean, right now we're down 64% for the two-week trend. May I ask a question, Kentucky? Well, I'm, yes, the, yes. I'm the host, so I'm going to ask this question. No. <laughs> um, Mute. um so uh to my understanding with viruses i watched uh some medical professionals on youtube which i want your opinion on this is it correct to say that as a virus progresses it becomes less deadly but more transmissible that is correct and you're don't take that out of context, so because we're yeah. talking about different time frames here. Right. There's a difference between something that's been around one year, two years, three years, and something that's been around 20 years. Because of the way that we treat them, the how do I say it? The things that we treat and the way that we find the ways that we find to combat it are taken from many different sources you have millions and millions of people who they've studied and come to conclusions okay this is how you do it this is how this mutates this is how this protein's affecting the human cell and vice versa and that's why we basically that's why we got the vaccine for like a flu shot is that we would look at the strand that australia got because it was it would go australia and then we would get it and then we work off with their teams 
and then that's how we would make our vaccine in, in Canada. Okay. With that being said, I've heard from multiple sources uh, that are in medical fields also that the Omicron is has gotten more transmissible than the previous versions. However, it's less deadly. Is that correct? Because it's not a respiratory. Its primary attack of the body is not respiratory, so that is correct. Okay. Now, if you want to talk about BA2, that's a completely different story. I am not familiar with BA2. Was that like the original? Just a quick rundown. It's in, I think the last report was 47 countries. It's the possible new strain we're going to see the next coming. Okay. Um, it's undetectable by PCRs from what I've read from reputable sites, not Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it is uh, as transmissible as Omicron, and it has signs, underlying signs of the Delta variant. Okay, if it turns out that it becomes more deadly, I 100% agree that we should lock back down then, because I think that's one of the See, questions. I disagree. That... No, no, don't get me wrong. I'm there, and I don't want to get to that part of the argument until later on, because I want to hear everyone's point of view on it. Right. I disagree with you on that part. I don't believe in the lockdown. I don't think that's necessary. Masks are a different question. Okay, that's fair. I think we actually agree more than we do. But with, uh, like, going back to the silence question that he was trying to propose earlier, however, I think we sort of skimmed over that. Sorry about that, silent. Where if a strain got really deadly and really transmissible, like um, a phrase that I've heard recently multiple times, like, if COVID was equivalent to an airborne Ebola, should we shut everything back down? And I'm going to stand by what I said when COVID first came out. I was for the lockdowns. I was for the masks. I was for the vaccines because we don't know. We did not know how bad COVID was. With that being said, as we learn from it, not only did I realize that politicians played a huge role into it, unfortunately, we started learning more that the death rate was lower than these other viruses. And that's one of the reasons why I think we need to open back up. With that being said, the, you mentioning this new variant, I do think we need to keep a close eye on it and we need to be ready to take the necessary precautions. If that means See, sh shutting it back down, then we might have to. And I think that's the problem. I understand your outlook, and it, I mean, it's kind of lame as the way that you're putting it, but with that frame of mind, that's why we still have 1,862 people dying on an average per day. Right, but are, are, is that average just people with COVID? No comorbidities? That is, yeah, that's the new numbers with else? just COVID. That's the ones verified COVID. 100% no comorbidities or anything like that. Just straight, they died straight from COVID. Well, there's, you, you know that I cannot say because okay. still the majority of people dying from it have underlying health issues. Okay. So there's personal responsibility yeah. to, to some degree, not, not, not always, but to some degree. There, are, there is some personal responsibility um, on, on those people. Somebody who who somebody who's overweight or um, certain certain aspects like that. Yeah, so I'm just gonna add on to that a little bit. Um, being active duty military, having to be in shape, 
I am, of course, I'm, I'm fit, I'm active, I'm, I'm at the lower end of risk. With what you guys mentioned earlier with overlying conditions, obesity, eating, not having healthy eating habits, you're being sedentary all day, I believe that's the bigger issue. Um, obviously, I still got it being as healthy as I am. So obviously it's not hundred percent, but I think it's a, that's a big chunk of the percentage of someone might possibly getting COVID is, you know, fixing your physical habits, fixing the, the way you eat. Um, I, I personally believe that is the bigger issue out of anything. I agree and disagree with that. It's not, uh, as you would say, excuse me for anyone. It's not the fat people. It's not because you're fat. It's because you have an immune compromise. It's because you have asthma. It's because you have this or that. We're talking about other serious things wrong with you that you were born with or developed. I mean, now, granted, there's things like COPD. Those are the majority of the people who seem to have major, you know, respiratory issues and stuff like that. And maybe they shouldn't have smoked this, that, and that, you know, whatever. But it's, I'm, I'm not, personally, in my field, I'm not seeing it. With like people, I mean, I see, I've seen everyone get it. I've seen everyone die from it. You know what I mean by everyone, just all types of people. Well, I mean, even Connor gets the 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 cold, the yeah. the, the, the yeah. beautiful specimen that he is. <laughs> well, exactly, and it's mo it's mostly the ones that I'm seeing mostly are the people, and it's still mostly. I mean, I see everyone of all ages getting it. The worst of them, though, are the people who have immune compromise, older people, this, that, and that. So I can't just sit there and say, oh, it's because that person is fat. Honestly, I, I can probably count on both hands how many people I've seen that have problems through that. But it's, there's still something else. They got COPD because they're overweight. No, and I'm not saying it's, I'm not yeah. saying it's, I'm not saying it's, I mean, like, my, my, my mother-in-law is a raging alcoholic. I don't think she'd do, I don't think she'd do well with COVID. Right. You know, and because 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 her 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 system is her kidneys are shot. Yeah, yeah. extremely compromised, mm -hmm. and she and she's she is in she is in no way, you know, fat at all. You know, mm -hmm. um, but then like my my grandpa who he's eighty six years old, so he's like a prime candidate for dying of COVID because solely because of his age. Um, he was out for three days. Three days it, it roughed him up, and then he was. And this was this was before um, Omicron variant. Um, but yeah, it was about three days, and for a full recovery, about a week. And he, I mean, he he's a twenty twenty three year Coast Guard. He uh, was a farmer for up until about seventy seven, seventy eight. He worked on thirty acres of land in Oregon every day, seven days a week. So. Uh, and he, I mean, he, he's fairly healthy, for, especially for his age. Ridiculous. He still got it, obviously, and it, it kicked his butt, uh, I think, specifically because of his age. But I think the factors of the amount of exercise and how well he did take care of his body helped him not to succumb to um, what COVID can do to you. Okay, I, I, can, I can come to agreement with that, that if you take care of yourself better, you do, I mean, with anything, even with common cold, yeah. you can fight it off better. Yeah, because yeah. your body's fighting that, and it's not fighting twenty other goddamn things. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. And I, when I think to to Connor's point too, I think that's what he was getting at is in this whole situation in the, in these last 
two and a half years or however long, the one constant thing that I don't think any of us have been seeing is any of these doctors or politicians or uh, media people saying exercise, uh, vitamins, eat, eat better, take better care of yourself. Uh, very, very standard healthcare stuff that somebody's doctor should be telling them. But well, these are all these are also around. things that that should be emphasized um, in general. Again, it's not going to keep you from getting something, but it's going to put you in a better spot to fight. All right. That's exactly what I was going with that. Okay. All right. yeah. No, no, I see. I see what you're saying now with that. I mean, just because he, this, I know what you're saying now. I can't, I can't disagree with it. I thought you were just focusing it on, okay, well, if you're fat, you know, you're not going to be able to do it or something like that. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, there's, yeah there's, there's always going to be, there's always going to be that person that has, like, they're allergic to. I don't know, honey, and for whatever reason, the people who are allergic to honey, I'm, I'm, this is just for example, I'm not saying it's fact, I, I'm not. <laughs> Let's just say, for example, people who are allergic to honey, that's a genetic thing, you're just born allergic to honey. And let's just say, for example, that is the reason why some people get COVID. Well, I, you, I'm sorry, but you drew the short stick for your genetics on that part. I, there's really nothing else you can really do for that. That leads into a question that I was wanting to ask. When... Is it okay with Kentalo to ask this question? Going back to what sophomore John said about personal responsibility, at what point do we enforce like his mother-in-law, sophomore John's mother-in-law being uh, the raging alcoholic, when do we at what point force Connor, who's like fit as a fiddle, to not do what he is able to do to protect sophomore John's mother-in-law. At what point do we stop everything for the individuals who on one hand don't want to take care of themselves or on the other hand just got the short, unfortunately it sounds really bad, but the short end of the stick. At what point do we balance that out, do you think? Mm. I don't like the wording of that because yeah, it's it just, saying it that just the like... forty-nine thousand people who drew the short end of the stick don't matter. Yeah, it's just it's just sick. you know it just kind of sounds like you're not being a decent human being, really. Well, actually, okay. So for what it's worth, what I got from your statement, Ben, because I think I know where you're going with this. My whole point is uh, for for the folks that um, are let's say immunocompromised, those that have the highest rates of um, death due to, due to maybe genetics or even personal choice mm -hmm. those are the people that we should be focusing on taking care of and protecting the most but other folks such as connor who by the way connor goes through a much more physical um daily routine yeah, I'm, than, I'm than most people because he is in the military so his workout so let's just say joe everybody's workout uh not not uh and that um so so basically i think the people that, that are the most uh, can easily get it we need to help them we need to protect them we need to do whatever we can as a public to better serve them but i and i did 
and then I'm going to add my two cents in there, but I don't think that we have to, we shouldn't shut the world down for a smaller amount of people. We should be doing everything we can to make life better for them, but everybody else has to, has a life they have to live. I can't get a work because I can't, it, it took me months to get work because uh, nobody wanted to hire anybody and, and because everything was shut down. I agree with your statement there. No, things shouldn't be shut down. But mm -hmm. Connor, can you have COVID right now? Uh, I'm gonna say maybe. I haven't. I personally have not seen or met anyone uh, who has had COVID twice. Okay, Silent, can you have COVID right now? Uh, possibly. I couldn't have it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I about what it. about you, Ben? Can you have COVID right now? Uh, I can, and real quick, I do want to specify, I do live my group with my grandma, but going back to the question, thank you for clarifying, John, because that is where I was going with it. And because I live with my grandma, whenever I do leave the house, I do take the necessary precautions because I do firmly believe it's personal responsibility. And can I get COVID? 100%. That's why I <laughs> very rarely leave the house. And I right, wear and you're a mask. An, you're in an interesting situation where, yeah, you want to take care of yourself and do the extra. You, you're going to go the extra mile to, um, to do that, to protect yourself and to protect your grandma. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why I don't want to go out and get a job because that puts me more at risk and putting my grandma more at risk. But that being said, I understand that my grandma is much more likely to die from it than I am. And while I'm not saying, uh, what am I saying? <laughs> well, I guess the point is, is do you think, should you, do you feel that you should, that everyone should be wearing masks though? Let's uh, get right to the point. Do I think, <laughs> I, here, okay, I can answer that easy. Should the government, well, let me put it this way. Individually, if you think you need to go out of your way to protect those that you care about and yourself to wear masks, yes. Do I think there needs to be government mandates? No. Cause if okay, it... so it's okay for you to go get it and expose me to it and me be asymptomatic and give it to my, let's just say, grandmother, and it kills my grandmother. Mm, I don't think... Because you something. don't feel that it's necessary because your job's only to protect your family. But at the same time, if um, you could say that for the flu or the cold. Okay. And, and the cold and the flu could also kill his grandma. We're still talking about things that have been studied for different uh, periods no, of time. But, but again, still, counter, it can still kill her. That counter, is correct. Counter-argument. Uh, can kill her. doesn't... Counter-argument <laughs> thing, Kintalo. Here okay. Is... Well, no, no, wait. I can, let me answer his real quick. Okay. How long does it take for the flu to set? Onset of the flu. Isn't it like a week sometimes? Three days to a week? Much lower. Flu usually get within 48 hours. Okay. COVID, how long is the incubation period? It could be weeks, right? Two weeks? Could be weeks. Could be up to two weeks. Okay. Big difference for you to show some type of protection for your loved one. And the reason that is, is because one's under control, one's not. And that kind of has to do with the scientific, scientific aspect of things that us... On our level, we don't understand. We don't understand how they go and find these proteins. We know they look at microscopes and all this shit. We don't know how they determine these proteins and shit. I mean, honestly, no one here understands that, right? 
the flu, they understand what's going to happen to it every year almost. But I'm sorry, Van, go ahead. Yeah, um, where I was going with that is the way you phrased it isn't exactly correct. Because uh, my argument is if you're concerned about your family, you should also take the necessary precautions. So that means where you yourself wearing the mask around people <laughs> who don't wear masks then that's your that's your responsibility it's me wearing a mask doesn't protect me from getting COVID from you it protects you from getting covid from me on yeah, a low the, rate it's, it's the other area it doesn't stop covid you're okay COVID instead of mass then large crowds let's say large crowds for instance if i were to go to a large crowd i would be putting myself and those i care about in danger if you went to the same large crowd, you would be putting yourself and those that you care about in danger. And my point Correct. is, everybody needs to take their own responsibility to protect themselves and those they care about. And, ex and in exchange, it helps everybody because if everybody's taking care of themselves, they're also taking care of each other. Yeah, now, let's be honest. How many freaking people actually do that? That's why you need mandates. Because uh, nobody does. All people I'm, do is complain. Oh, I don't want to wear masks. This is inconvenient. I can't smile at people. They can't, I can't see their smile. Okay. Guess what? If we never dropped this shit, the spread wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah, but the, the masks haven't made a difference. But masks, I, I, I'll disagree. With the exception of if somebody's sick, it helps... If somebody's sick and wears a mask, it helps not uh, stop the spread, so to speak, right? Yeah, you're preventing but, but, droplets. Right, yeah. but a healthy person doesn't need to wear a mask. But why? Okay, and see, this is this is the topic I've been waiting for. Why? Just because you're asymptomatic or a person is asymptomatic doesn't mean that you can't spread it. Okay, but uh, and that's again. where the government was bullshitting people at first they're saying oh yeah get the vaccine and you can't get covid no that's not true you got it you just were asymptomatic and that's why you just gave it to your whole household because three out of four people in your house weren't asymptomatic well go ahead as you were saying oh no i uh, but but again uh, even with uh you know no, I'm just saying, the healthy people don't need, there's no need for them to wear a mask. If somebody's sick, first off, uh, you need to at if least... You're sick and you know that you're sick, you're going to go out of your way to make sure you, unless you you're should. a sadist, unless you're a sadist, you're pretty much going to go out of your way to make sure you don't expose as many people as possible to that. Well, I, and, and we we have enough technology today that somebody who is sick can stay home and get their groceries and whatever else they need delivered to them. That is correct, but you can have it without showing signs. All you have to do is rub your lips, rub your eyes, touch something, touch something else, and you just contaminated it. Okay, but at the same time, doctors take a class to learn how to properly put on an N95 mask. And that is correct, and that goes into regards of what I do as a profession. I right. see these so are you... every single day, and I'm touching them. And right. it took me two years to get it, but you know what? Within those two years... I could have, I probably had it, but I was asymptomatic, and it took two years for me to get it. Well, to show signs of it having it. Sure. 
But well, at we, any I, point, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I was. I wanted to. Con Connor was. Uh, we 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 cut Connor off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, Connor. <laughs> well, I was kind of. You were mentioning, and it's kind of where I'm kind of getting triggered in a sense. Is um, you were mentioning the fact of like this is where government comes in. I do not like at all the government telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. Nor do I. Nor do I. I personally, I work for the government. And seeing how things are done for the government and their reasons, I do not agree with everything that the government wants or mandates. I, I'm very, very much uh, laissez-faire in the sense of you do you, but as soon as it affects me, um, then we might have an issue. I'm right. going to do what I'm going to do. You're going to do what you're going to do. If what I'm doing affects you, I'm pretty much not going to care unless you personally go up to me and we have a conversation about that. So, like, I'm not personally, I will not wear a mask. I will, I have, I have to wear a mask when I go to work. Uh, I do that because I have to go to work. And that's, that's that. But at the end of the day, I don't wear a mask around people. Okay. I, Let me ask this. Do you have children? No. Okay. Does anyone have children? I do. You have children. Okay. Yeah. Let me just ask you this here. Maybe you can, how many, how, how old, how old's your oldest? Uh, three. Three. Okay. So you don't have to deal with it yet. All right. All right. Um, everyone here has been to school. We'll just try mm -hmm. to use a different analogy here. Unfortunately. How many here had to be yelled at to do their homework? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a procrastinator, so yes. Okay. Surprisingly, no. Yeah, I just never did it. Yeah, exactly. You never did it. <laughs> and whenever you did do it, it's because you got bitched at by somebody, correct? You didn't care what this, the penalties were. Oh, it depends. If, if it was a subject I liked, I did. I did. You're the, talking yeah. in generalizations, though, and because I'm a prime example where I was raised to do hard work, and even Connor can vouch for me. I always got my homework done without being told what to do, and it's like it just was a part of the system that I was grown up in, and it's okay. hard because we are talking in generalizations. But I don't. I think I know where you're going to. So going to with this argument. So I'm going to shut up and let you continue. All right, but with you, do you wear your mask when you go out to protect your grandmother? Yes. Okay, so this doesn't... You already know what I'm saying with it. 100%. People don't do what they're supposed to do without being taught and told. It's just human nature. We're friggin' stupid. We learn by putting our hand on the stove and going, oh shit, it's fucking hot. That's just what we do. It's human nature. We're not like a deer or a horse where we're born and we learn to walk within two seconds. We need to be taught. We need to be told. It has to be pounded into us. Otherwise, you go downhill. I'm going to let someone else talk. I talk too much. <laughs> Let's uh, shift the conversation over to uh, <laughs> the politicization. I hate well, let's, I, want, I want to hear some more from Connor. We haven't heard oh. too much from him, and then I, I, we can get some more from Simon. Can, can Connor, real quick, because you're, you're, um, I know you're, you're, you work for the government, and my one, one of my best friends just finished uh, deployment. Um, he, uh, he was on a ship. Their vaccination rate on the ship was ninety ninety nine percent. Everyone on the ship. And it wasn't, it, he wasn't one of the ship that got stuck on Guantanamo. Uh, but everyone on his ship, they all got, e everyone got COVID. Uh, it j just, uh, so, so, but, so Connor works in a completely different section. 
my buddy who's on a ship, it's very contained, it's very tight, living quarters sucks. Connor, you might have even been on one at some so, point. I was never, I, I am a U.S. Marine, but I've never personally been on a ship. The closest okay. thing I've ever been to with close quarters with other individuals was going through boot camp. Mm-hmm. So, for, I can only attest for Marine Corps boot camp, because um, sure. I, I haven't gone through any other boot camp or any, I haven't experienced right. any, any of that. But throughout the first, and this was back in 2016, and I remember talking to my drill instructors after I graduated about this actual thing because it was kind of amazing watching it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, within the first two, three weeks, and Quintano and, and Silent, you guys could you probably you probably already know where this is going. There was some of us who were healthier than others, than I, I was a farmhand at one point, so I was exposed to a lot of uh, things with animals. So I was a little, a little bit more exposed than like some person from like Dallas. You were, you were like the Keith Richards of boot camp, basically. Um, no, no. <laughs> uh, but I was exposed to a lot of like illnesses and all that kind of stuff, whereas some others weren't. And within the first two to three weeks, you kind of watched everyone, in a way, kind of get we just called it the crud and it's just you kind of felt like shit for a couple of days some got it worse than others and the drill instructors they even got it themselves because of course they're in our faces they're yelling at us i remember one time i was i was being told to to, to scream a command back at a drill instructor and i was screaming and he's screaming right back at me and i remember distinctly that a giant piece of spit went down my throat and it was his spit it's very nasty but that was just part of that experience but right. Within two or three weeks, everyone got some kind of a sickness. And I think that's just because everyone's immune systems were kind of just mixing and molding together. Some person was sick with one thing, another person was sick with another thing, and they all just kind of just mixed together. We, we just called it crud. Some others may call it something else. Parents call it daycare syndrome. Yeah, daycare. <laughs> I, I call it germ factory. My kids are, <laughs> my kids are germ factories. So but, but, but they're... But, but they're at that age. So you guys understand where I'm kind of coming at with this. Yeah. Right. Right. And what I was just going to say, so, so on a ship, j- just real quick, because it's interesting too. again, getting different perspectives and hopefully it helps you too, Connor. Um, I, I think the ship that uh, my buddy was on, I believe it was three bunk beds on top of each other. Might've been four, but uh, for sure three. And I think it was like six, six to nine people per room, everyone wearing masks at all times. 99% uh, vaccinated or boosted, whatever requirement for wherever those folks were in life. Um, Real quick, and, can I ask what variant are we talking about here? What's what's showing? Yeah, um, uh, this is an important part. Yeah, no, this would it was a mix of, of both. Okay, it was a it was a a mix of, of both the old and then uh, Omicron. Uh, so I, I can at least kind of give you an idea since the deployment's over. But it was, it was uh, he was in the Pacific. Um, so you're you're talking that stretches from Russia all the way down to yep. Australia. I mean that's a big area, but there's so there's a lot of there's a, a lot of areas. Uh, now I can tell I I can tell you that um, silent. You'll know this. Do you remember the story about the Canadian ship? that got really sick the the canadian navy yes the yes the really yeah, yeah. yeah yeah those guys gave it to them 
Ah. So whatever they had, which I'm I'm pretty sure could have been a mix. Yeah. Um, yeah. of both. Uh, so nobody uh, nobody died. Obviously, nobody died on 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 the ship. This is great. But but what I'm saying, it's interesting. Everyone's in close quarters. Everyone's wearing masks. Um, Connor, I, I have I've never asked my buddy this because I specifically actually wanted to ask you about this. Um, in the service, do did they give you good training for wearing a mask, or did they just say, "Here's a mask, put it on"? So, and, are, and we I, are we talking before or after COVID? Kind of. Um. Well, just in general, actually, because because I'm sure at, at first it was new. Um. The and each service is different, obviously, because the Navy is basically the only one that's really confined to a ship. All right. So, uh, but for you comes, guys, when it comes to wearing a mask in the military pre-COVID, um, kind of being trained up on it. Um, the only mask that we are trained on, I forget the exact name. I can get you guys information later. Um, but it's a, it's what, it's a gas mask. We right. Train. Cause you got to do the gas chamber thing. Exactly. You got to go through yeah. CS and all that kind of stuff. So that's right. the mask that I have personally been trained on. That is the only mask I have ever been professionally and personally trained on. Okay. When, when COVID became a thing back in 2020, um, I was working at the embassy in Brussels in Belgium. And of course it was the entire world. I mean, we, we all remember this. It was the entire world. Two weeks, nothing happened. It was weird. And of course, I'm in a big city at this point, and where I live, there was a lot of traffic usually. Well, all of a sudden, there was just suddenly no traffic because there was no one outside. It was weird. We all know this. And I, we were just told, hey, here's a mask. When you're, if you go outside, put this mask on. Make sure it's uh, above your nose uh, and below your chin. That way, it covers your nasal and your mouth. Um, any questions? No, no. So, so, so it's safe to say, basically, the military didn't didn't properly. You, you didn't oh, have the, no. the type of training that Kentalo or Silent no, have no, no, either no. had, or the schooling that either one of them. No. Had. And if you ask any Marine, uh, that Marine, I guarantee you, um, is lying to you because the only, unless they're the only, a doctor, the only personnel who are ever trained on that in the military. Have been personally trained by medical technicians, and they're in some kind of medical field. And we have zero Marines who are trained in the medical field. We our medical field is done by the Navy. Okay, na yeah, so Navy corpsmen, right? Yes. Is that what Navy corpsmen are trained in PPE? That is correct. Yes, Navy corpsmen okay. are the only ones who are, at least for the Marine side, Navy corpsmen are the only ones who are properly trained for that. You will not meet a Marine who is. Okay, you might meet like one of five who can possibly vouch for it, but. 99% time, you're not going to be a Marine who's properly trained out. I, I know it sounds like a stupid question. The only reason why I asked is because I, I think it's important to distinguish um, uh, uh, in the sense of where the government, their job, as lame as it, their job is technically supposed to be taking care of you as a taxpayer my money is supposed to be going to taking care of you. And I, I mean, I care about the men and women that serve it, both in American and the Canadian forces. Um, Cause I have Canadian friends and family, whatnot. Um, it's, so I was just curious. I, I think it was just, it's an, inter it's an interesting perspective. I, I never asked my buddy, but 
I, 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 I was hoping that you might be more prepared, but then again, I realize it's the Department of Defense and it's the government. So yeah, that's a, it's a big, it's a big department. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This way. Do you wear a mask at home? No. Do you think they wear a mask in each one of their little confined rooms with nine other people in there? Of course they don't. Hell no. I can tell you that right now. Exactly. No, but I, I mean, mean in so I live in a house with six other Marines. Not a single one of us wears our masks. Of course. So one not. of our one of the one we have local drivers where I'm at right now, and we also have local cooks who cook for us. That's all done through Department of State because we work with the embassy right now. Right. Um, that's Department of State side. Not a single person wears their masks unless we leave the property and we're going to do whatever. Because local law dictates where I'm at currently. Local law dictates that you have to wear a mask wherever you're going outside mm-hmm. of your residence or where or wherever. So I think so, right now none of us wear our masks unless we're doing something. Right. So, so and so I guess really what I'm trying to get to is that even the the, the United States government doesn't care about masking. I, I, and I say that in the sense that like my. my how many people, I don't, I can't, I can't tell you how many people are on any one of these ships because they're all different sizes. And I, I don't know how many people are on my, my buddy's ship, but if it was something they took seriously, they probably would have taken the time to train you guys correctly. And That's- I know a lot of people in the government do not take it seriously just for the fact of, and of course I'm not saying where I am and I'm not saying, I'm not saying anyone's names, but no. where I am currently um, at the embassy, at the US embassy that I'm currently at every so the marine security guard which is what i am is the first individual that you see when you walk inside of the main building of the u.s embassy mm-hmm. um i that person is part of our job is to ensure that we know everyone is walking in and out we have to verify badges verify identifications all, all of that stuff right. um i see people walking in and out every single day Mm-hmm. And on on government ground on U.S. government facilities, government grounds, it is required by federal law that you are required to wear a mask. Yep. Um, can't wear a neck gaiter. You can't wear face covering or like a like a glass face covering. It has to specifically be a mask. They just say mask, so that relieves a lot a lot to imagination. For all we know, someone could just get a T-shirt cut up and say, "There we go. There's a mask." Mm-hmm. I've literally seen that, and no one's gotten mad at it. It's kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well. I've seen people coming in and out every single every single day. Some are wearing masks, some aren't wearing masks. But also, when they do things with each other, like uh, if they see if they see a marine on on duty not wearing a mask, they will get mad even though they're not wearing a mask themselves. And that really kind of just irks me in the sense that they're being just the biggest fucking hypocrites. It's rules for me, but or rules for thee, but not for me. Exactly. Exactly, and they try to be our, in, and I, I, the way I see it is they kind of see us as like the low guys, like, oh, you're in the, mil- you're in the U.S. military uh, because like, you didn't want to get a college degree. Here I am with a college degree, and I've had people tell me this who work in the State Department, and, it, and I've had to hold my tongue a few times because I'd rather not get separated for something stupid like that. Right, right. But they kind of view us as like you know the serfs you're the peasants oh we don't need to do what you like what you want us to do 
okay, well, that really puts it in perspective where you, where your prior where your priorities lie. You're the but hired I, help. Exactly, and that's and that might be a reason uh, of why I have a lot of distrust and disdain towards. That's the just that's just misinformation. I mean, I've actually. I mean, to be a marine, you have to be educated. To be a marine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that can be a discussion for a different day. There's a difference between common sense and being educated. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 there's also said, a, there's also a skill on the ASVAB. Yeah. Like <laughs> said, that can be a discussion for a different day. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I and I did think I I, I I and again I brought this up too to um kind of because Cantalo and and Silent they have very good points about why people, normal people, regular people, should be masking. Um, and so understanding different perspectives, um, I, th I thought was important. And that's why I asked the question, and um, especially with what both Silent and Kintal had to say. I thought it was... Because me and Vin have our opinions, and we can say whatever. But you, you know, the three of you are working in very serious professions... So you see things differently and have different opinions. Yeah, and just coming from my end, my opinions on these topics change almost daily. Because like now that I've heard your opinions on it, um, I think I'm not very much against the mask mandates. I prefer if there weren't, and I still think it's individual. Um, what's the word? Individual responsibility. For the mass mandates, but if you look at cars and seat belts, for instance, seat belts are mandated. Um, with that being said, oh, I, I deactivated my seatbelt alarm a long time ago. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I live I live out in the middle of nowhere, so like. Okay, but if you had a child, would you let your child not wear the seatbelt? Oh no, I'm I'm God. <laughs> I think... I've, had my little, I've had my little brother and little, my little sister in my vehicle with me. If we're if I'm going anything faster than say, I don't know, thirty miles per hour, and I'm like not in open field, yeah, okay, put on your seatbelt because you never know what's going to happen. I could you know slip on a rock and there there we go sliding to a tree. But if we're not if I'm not going anything faster than thirty miles per hour, I am not putting on my seatbelt. And, and I'm assuming Connor, you're from farmland. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna specifically say anywhere. But... I'm. I'm gonna. I've. I'm from both. I have been raised in both city, okay. um, suburbia, and countryside. So, so at least for countryside, there, it, that's a whole different world. I agree. Than most people un understand, even sub, uh, even suburban or city living. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's a different. Perspective. It's just a, it's a different type of uh, of living. I'm going to uh -huh. reel it back to COVID here. <laughs> um, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. But um, then it, uh, where I was leading with it is vaccine and mandates. Because I think people, a lot of the anger with all the mandates is coming from the vaccine mandates, where it is a situation where you are doing a irreversible medical procedure to your body you can argue uh, chips you can argue it's not what it actually does i don't believe in the chips i believe that the vaccines probably most likely do what they're 
we they say they do but it's people angry at the irreversible the bleh, words irreversible medical procedures um before Kentalo jumps in on this i want silence opinion yeah. on it uh then we'll jump to Kentalo and then connor and then john like i'll just say what you just said is 100 percent false <laughs> but go ahead we'll talk about it uh silent go ahead and your stances on the medical procedure or the vaccine uh the vaccine uh yeah the, the, ma the mandates specifically mandated mandate. vaccine. Yes, specifically the mandates M vaccine mandates right um yeah i i believe my stance not a lot of people are really change my mind yeah vaccines should be definitely um mandated of course you know speak to your local doctor about it but uh with your health reasons stuff like that but you know more average joe should definitely get their vaccines um it, I, as a public duty you know as a as a bystander you should definitely go out there and get your vaccines um uh mandated and the government and all that stuff um yeah, I do believe that they, they should be mandated. Um, you know, these crazy people out there, you know, talking about putting chips and all this stuff. No, why why like what what are people thinking? It's just, you know, we're Carry a chip what, in your pocket every day. Yeah. Basically. And you know, these it's just, you know, people are trying to do the good, you know, and help one another and and, and slow this thing down. Yeah, people want to put their foot down, saying no, I don't want to do it. You know, it's 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 very childish. I, I would say so myself. You know, so yeah, it's I'll chime in on other people's opinions, and uh, yeah. Anybody else want to chime in there? Cantalo, go for it, Cantalo. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you go ahead, Cantalo. No, 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 no. Mine's actually. If we're, I'm if I stick right to the exact point here, I personally believe that everyone has the ch and we're just sticking with vaccine here vaccine is your choice i believe that you have the right to not get the vaccine do i believe it has side effects there's very 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 few people but so does any other vaccine out um, right but well we're specifically talking about mandating vaccines yeah I, or, no i believe any i believe at least in regards to the COVID-19 vaccine, I believe it should be optional. Everyone has a right to what goes into their own body, unless it's something that, I mean, we're talking about a real plague, something that killed. Airborne you know, Ebola or. I, yeah, I, so so what there. I think, also what I think Contalo is referring to is the vaccines, because no one else here is a parent, but Contalo and I. So the vaccines that you and I, have a choice to give to our children in order to keep them alive or eat. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. You know, stuff, you know, stuff like, you know, chicken pox or something. I don't give a shit, whatever. But, but, and with the chicken pox, you can still get the chicken pox even if you get exactly. the chicken pox shot. So, exactly. Because it's one of those things where it's actually out of your system, kind of like the COVID vaccine after like six months. Mm hmm. As, okay. yeah, like you, I, as, like what, and that's just kind of jabbing at what you said, Ben, that it's irreversible. It's not. It's not in your system anymore after six months. 
on average, on average. They just they, they I, yeah with the with those specific vaccines, they have a time period where they're they're good for. They've also been time tested for how many years? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there's a trust level in said vaccines. But I have a family member who, um, her oldest had a bad reaction to one of them, mm-hmm. and he is. Uh, now uh, would be considered special needs. So uh, the other uh, kids that they have, they as a family decided not to get vaccines for the other kids. And um, I mean, if that's what they want to do, like, hey, I'm totally fine with that. As them as a parent, if, if they want to, you know, do that. Um, and I, I believe they're doing the right things to help mitigate. Um. The, the children's health uh but again that that's that's a totally different subject i'm i'm sorry no but you know, we also you know you look at it you know when you compare covid to something like measles and mumps it's like night and day <laughs> when you compare the flu to measles and mumps it's like night night and day so there's a big difference between getting something that can help you in short term and something that's going to keep something from a global outbreak that kill millions within months Um, that's it. So, Connor, <clears throat> well, I, mean, feel... I, I mean, I'm not sure if it's been apparent at this point, but I, I do not believe in mandates whatsoever. So, I, I'm forced to get vaccines. Uh, being in the military, uh, I didn't. I think I received the flu shot maybe three or four times before I ever went into the military. Um, I didn't get the flu shot every single year. Uh, my parents didn't really. <clears throat> didn't really care. I remember I, I even got the flu one year after I got the flu shot. My parents, I think after that, just said, you know what, we're not even going to try this. Yeah, it's a 50-50. With no, exactly. general, the military doesn't mandate the flu vaccine, does it? Yes, it does. Oh, that I did not know. Oh, yes. I am about to get into this. Okay, so there, there is a whole list of vaccines that, that you go through uh, when, you go through, when you go through boot camp, basic training, what have you. I remember distinctly when it happened because we weren't able to really walk well for like half a day because we got so many shots in our asses, shoulders, <laughs> arms. It was like, it, it, I'm not shitting you. You, you. It was like walking through a, like a wall of needles. Like I probably got maybe 13 different shots. Not the very end, we call it the peanut butter shot. And it was, you fucking, you had one of your ass cheeks hanging out and they told you don't tense up. And a big old, like, two-inch needle went straight into your butt cheek, injected something in there, and then you better be moving after that, or else it's going to knot up inside your butt cheek, and then you're just going to be having a hard time walking for a couple hours. So, yes, there is a whole list of vaccines and just a whole bunch of stuff that's mandated. And you have to be um, up-to-date on shots if you go to different countries and their yes. requirement, Correct. Yes. So, for instance, I'm, I personally have never been to Africa, um, but I do know Marine security guards who have been to Africa. One of the requirements to go to a lot of African countries is um, the yellow, yellow fever vaccine. So, or it's either vaccine or pills, one of the two. I, know, I, I personally haven't had it. I believe that um, one's a pill for a week. Yeah, I, I, I think so. It, it's one of those. I know one of the guys who took it and he said he, it was horrible. He didn't, he didn't enjoy it one bit. 
but yeah, there, there's certain th things that are, that are mandated. I personally, I'm raised to the fact of you kind of learn your lesson after something happens. Um, if, if you can learn your lesson, if, if you can do anything about it. I did not, when the military made it optional back last year for service members to get the vaccine for, for COVID, we all knew it was going to become mandatory. We all knew, look, it's just going to be one of those things that we're all just going to have to get, so might as well just do it. I stood my ground, and I said, you know what? This is going to be my hill I'm going to die on. If I get separated for it, I get separated. It is optional right now. I grew up as a military brat. I saw my stepdad go through the same thing when he was in the Army when it came to the anthrax uh, vaccine, the anthrax shot. Um, when I went to Japan, I had to get the anthrax shot along with the smallpox shot because it, it was made mandatory when I went through. My stepdad, going back to him, he fought every single day for six months on not getting the anthrax shot until the Army or Department of Defense finally made it mandatory for him to do it. And he said, all right, fine. It's made mandatory, then I'll do it. I was the exact same way when it came to the COVID vaccine. I never contracted COVID. I was around people who had COVID and had had COVID. I personally never had any symptoms of COVID until after I had the vaccine. And I contracted COVID roughly three to four months after I had the vaccine for, for COVID. And, um, and to, just real quick, I, I hate to, uh, the anthrax vaccine that was mandatory, that was uh, Desert Storm, if I remember correctly? Uh, it was the, in, I, want to say, I want to say Enduring Freedom. Okay. Uh, it was like 2006, 2007, I want to say. Okay, because there was another anthrax shot that was going around during it was around the same time still. Desert Storm, though, yeah. that a lot of veterans, there, there was, it was like a series of 11 shots. Yeah, that was because the whole... Right, right. I, I'm just, j just yeah. so we, so every, you know, so the, the listeners know that there, there were steps yeah. in that. It's, it's changed now, but... The time frame that I was talking about with my stepdad, that was around 2006, 2007. Okay, thanks. I, I, that's what I was trying to yeah. clarify. Okay. Yeah. But because you're mandated, you did it, right? Yes. I, I, got, the man, I got the vaccine, um, and now they have made it optional for service members to get the booster. Okay. And I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm, so part of my job, besides being a Marine security guard, is, of course, we have to, we have to stay up to date on our training. We have to stay up to date on... Uh, getting our some of our paperwork done and, and i'm in charge of some of the paperwork side part of that is reading up on orders staying up to date with where our headquarters is pushing out for orders and all all that you know fun boring fine print stuff that i absolutely hate having to do every single day um and so i know how to argue against things because i know the orders word for word and when they made it optional for the vaccine for for COVID, I pulled up the order stating, look, it has been made optional. It is not mandatory. I will sign, I sign paperwork stating that it is optional. And once it is made mandatory, I will get the vaccine. I signed that paperwork three to four months later when they made it mandatory. I said, okay, I will get the vaccine. I will start the process. Um, went out in town here to a local area, got 
they were the country I'm in, they were just giving them away for free. So all right, whatever. Went, got it, done and over with. I'm gonna do the exact same thing with the booster. It has made, it has been made optional. I will not get it because for one, personally, I've already had it. So my body already has, without without being how physically fit I have to be to be in the military, I've I've already had COVID. So my body already has something to work with. Not to mention I am physically the, fit. The antibodies. Exactly. I'm I'm physically fit. Um, I'm not. I'm a homebody. I don't really go out in town. I'm not. I'm not, you know, your service member who goes out to, you know, let's go raid the bar and drink and dry. Hell no. I, I'd rather, you know, be in my room uh, playing a video game on my computer or if I was back in the back in the States, I'd be doing something to my truck. That's that's the kind of person I am. I like being away from most people. I have maybe one or two people I may hang out with and that's it. So that's me on a personal level. All right. So you believe that people should have the choice. Yes, 100%. I do not believe that anyone should be forced to do anything. Agree. Uh, Careful there, Kentalo. You said agree, however you're... Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm just clarifying uh, that so we're not like back and forth. You want people, you want the mask to be mandated, but you do not want the vaccine mandated. That is correct. Okay. Um, if it wasn't obvious, I am 100% against the mandates because uh, uh, it's. I've heard the term irreversible medical procedure thrown around a lot from where I'm at or from all the sources that I've listened to. And Kentola, you seem like you were disagreeing with the irreversible part. Could you enlighten me on that? Because I very well could be misinformed here, and I want to make oh, sure... Why don't, why don't you tell me first of what the irreversible part is? Why don't you elaborate on that first? What's so irreversible? Well, that depends on the shot, right? Yes. Um, the ones that I most hear the irreversible medical procedure from is the mRNA one, and that could be very well... I, my understanding is that it does something to your DNA. That's everyone but Johnson and Johnson. Thank you, John. Thank you. All right. Thank you for clarifying that. All right. You're saying it's changing your DNA. That is what I've heard. I've heard it from a number of medical professionals from like their perspective, even ones that worked with the vaccine. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, I mean... Just for future reference, maybe I'll look it up because I haven't heard anything in regards to anything altering DNA. I mean, your body's changing on a daily basis. So maybe after this, you can give me some links of these sites. But I mean, from anything medical or reputable, I haven't even come across anything like that. Okay, that's fair. I'll see if I can't track down one of the individuals that I think he was one of the ones sophomore John you might be able to help me on his name uh he was on Joe Rogan recently and started a whole controversy one of the uh, creators of the the RM mRNA vaccines yeah one of those creators said um, something about yeah, DNA, I can't, I can't remember I can't remember his name off the top of my head but he was recently in the last few weeks of of this recording uh, on 
the Anjo Rogan, and it was a big deal, at least on the the Twitter sphere. I mean, do we have anything medical papers, anything, anything that's been studied? Well, he was the guy that created it. I mean, Ambaz Aldrin also said that he saw he saw signs of alien life on the moon. Well, so. yeah, but Buzz Aldrin <laughs> didn't. But 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 Buzz Buzz Aldrin didn't create going to the moon. He didn't create going to the moon, but he's been there. I haven't. Okay. I mean, I, I haven't been. I ha, you haven't been to space. You don't know what the hell's out there. Exactly. I I don't know what the hell's out there. I'm just um, I, I'm just answering his question. That's and, 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 and I get that. Thought, yeah. I get that. I mean, my my main thing is, I mean, the only thing that I've seen out there, the main side effect, which is reversible if caught, and it's usually, and I think it was mostly in women. The last article that I read in regards to it was blood clots. Yes, yeah, is it a serious thing? I've... Absolutely, but it's reversible. Well, yeah. See, and I've heard there's there's blood clots. There's uh, issues with the periods, uh, which that which myocarditis. Yeah, that all tied together. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, ju- I ju- ju- I'm, I'm just doing a quick. Here's a quick definition of mRNA, which I'm gonna probably butcher some of this stuff. So if you can help right. me, Silent or Contalo, to get the correct words, but <clears throat> it's messenger RNA. Is a single-stranded RNA molecule that is complementary to one of the DNA strands of a gene. The mRNA is an RNA version of the gene that leaves the cell nucleus and moves to the cytoplasm where proteins are made. During protein synthesis, an organelle called uh, ribosome or ribosome, ribosome, uh, moves along the RM or mRNA, reads its base sequence, and uses the genetic code to translate each three base triplet or codon, codon into its corresponding amino acid. Okay. Um, there, there's a little bit more. I can, I can go on if you wanted me to. Um, it just says messenger RNAs, also known as mRNA are one of the types of RNA that are found in the cell. This particular one, like most RNAs, are made in the nucleus and then exported to the cytoplasm where the translation machinery, the machinery that actually makes proteins, binds to these mRNA molecules and reads the code, so the mRNA, to make a specific protein. So in general, one gene the DNA for one gene can be transcribed into an mRNA molecule that will end up making one specific protein. And that's from the National Human Genome Research Institute. Right, but nothing that you said there defined your DNA changing. Basically, what what you said is telling me that you're giving, you give your body Okay, I have someone who overdosed on drugs. I gave them Narcan. <clears throat> so what I did, it told their body to block receptors. But we're just kind of looking at the other way. Okay, oh wait, we're looking at what's going on here. This needs to produce more than this. I mean, that's people are in insulin, people are in this and that, people take an inhaler. They do all these things that tell the body to produce more or less of something. 
So I'm not understanding where it's stating that it's actually altering your DNA. Uh, this is a very generic, I mean, just reading it, by the way, it's a very generic description. Mm -hmm. it, it's literally two, what, two paragraphs? No, no, no. And I, you know, and I I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure in, I see, I haven't, and this comes with the media part. I don't even trust journals anymore because, but, but that's all, that's a whole other story. But the research could, most likely could be a lot more in depth. Um, yeah, I mean, and then it, from what I know about it, it just basically, it's telling your body to produce protein, which is harmless to you. Okay, because that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. If you could explain it in a way that someone who's not in a biological or medical field can understand. Because when I heard that definition, it sounded much more than what it probably is. So I mean, it, Maybe it's just because of, you know, being around people who take medications for this, that, or that. I mean, maybe I'm understanding it differently. But, I mean, it's pretty, I mean... It, just in his simple definition, and he's right there. It, you know, it's... It, it could be a lot more than what it's de defined there. Uh, Robert Malone, by the way. Robert Malone is who you. you are looking for, um, Ben Tornado. Thank you. But, yeah, um, um, if that is the case, uh, let's say it doesn't actually alter the DNA. I would like to look more into it to confirm or deny it. But uh, for both Kentalo and Silent, would you understand why a normal person would think, oh, hey, these words are scary? They may lead to misinformation. But that being said, I'm not saying that we should rephrase that or anything because that's what it does. But how can you explain it to like the viewers who aren't in medical fields on what the vaccine does? You said it produces more proteins or what are proteins for the individual so mrna produces t looks at it it looks it, at things it doesn't enter your dna in any which way or form it tells your cells it doesn't even enter your cells it tells your cells it tells your body produce more of these proteins or this or that okay thank you i think that did answer the question because uh, it's not Entering your cells, I mean, mRNA is—it's coded a certain way, but it's telling your body to produce this that will protect you against that. It's how every vaccine works. Would you yeah. say a good um, simile? I believe is the word I'm looking for here. Would be like a computer scanner where you put in a piece of paper, it scans it and uploads it to the computer. Is that a safe comparison? <clears throat> Yeah, um, no. It more teaches the body, I would say, more teaches the body how to handle. Cause no, it tells the body how to handle. It says you need more of this to protect you from this. And, and, and just to give the viewers a background on Dr. Malone, uh, Dr. Robert Malone is the inventor of the nine original mRNA vaccine patents which were originally filed in 1989, including both the idea of R or mRNA vaccines and the original proof of principle experiments and RNA uh, transfection. Dr. Malone has close to 100 p 
peer review reviewed publications which have been cited over uh 12k times that that's just a sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you guys just wanted to it's so he might not have created he might not he probably didn't create any of these current vaccines that are um going out for the first time but he's got nine of the original patents which means yeah. he he has his work is in it he's pretty high up on the chain of vaccines <laughs> he's basically yeah, the creator think of it as and, and this is, I, I, hate, I don't saying it as simple as this is kind of hard think of it as okay everyone knows that uh, ibuprofen's uh, anti-inflammatory correct Mm. You got yeah. swollen, you know, lymph node in your neck, or sorry, let's get even more. You got a cramp your in your belly. <laughs> yeah, your balls, balls are swollen. Yeah. Um, you know, something. It's like inflation, that. inflammation, yeah, inflammation, any type of inflammation. What ibuprofen does it basically sends, you know, chemicals to your body that shut everything down. When you think of mRNA, think of it as taking your ibuprofen, but that one pill of ibuprofen that you took is going to specifically target pain directly in your right knee, and only that. There's something that's causing it there. It knows what's there. It knows what it's looking for. I want to specifically go there. So you take this pill. It tells your body, okay, we're looking for this specific type of pain. We want this specific thing to go away. I want you to produce more white blood cells going over this, that, that, whatever the hell that it is. So just think of it as... I just more think of it as like, kind of like a, like a, basically a virus uh, program you would just have on your computer. That would deal. There you go. I don't so put like those that. on my computer. So like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does. He's from Canada. He watches yeah, a lot of Pornhub. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Gotta get that Canadian porn. And Degrassi. And Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... So basically, yeah, just to interact with them, basically, because it's a foreign, oh foreign thing. It's basically, it, it it teaches your cells how to specifically do something, something specific. Okay, so it doesn't actually alter. It doesn't DNA. enter your. It doesn't enter your cells at all. It doesn't enter your DNA at all. It tells your cells what to do. Produce more of this. Okay, thank you. That does uh, help alleviate one of my concerns with the vaccine, and I still believe but, uh, bad 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 uh, the words yep. bad mm -hmm, exactly. mandates. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you understood, John. What's your opinion I mean, on the for mandates? All you conspiracy what? people out there, I mean, what? this is according to the CDC, so I don't know. Well, that yeah, I, I, we'll get I, into that. Point, we'll yeah, get into we'll get that. that. Um, but I I will say too though, and I'm not I'm not against people taking. Uh, Tylenol or uh, Advil. Uh, they're not sponsors of the show. Um, but I also know that there is a case to be made for, for your what they call what your uh, NK cells, or natural killer cells, um, that we develop as we... Connor is a perfect example. He worked in a farm. He interacted with different things in the environment that a lot of other Marines in boot camp had never even thought about, let alone touched or experienced. Um, his body built a natural immunity to that. Um, my wife 
has headaches. She can only take so much um, Advil or ibuprofen, but it doesn't make it does it doesn't fix the issue. It just puts a band aid on it. Um, whereas at least with your natural killer cells, right, your body remembers how to fight a cold. So as you get older, colds generally tend to be easier until you hit a point where you don't develop any new cells and you're left with what you have. So segueing that into what I believe is, uh, I believe that vaccine mandates are wrong. They hurt people who just want to live their life and would rather have uh, a more natural immunity. And there, by the way, that's not just crazy people. They're like people that have that total lifestyle of no vaccines, no Advil, no, almost no Band-Aids, uh, if I'm going crazy, going overboard there. But you get the idea. So, uh, yeah, no, I think um, vaccine mandates are bad. They harm regular people. I think uh, I don't agree with mask mandates, too, which I, I didn't get to answer in the last section, but that at least so everyone knows my <clears throat> my spot if they didn't. Um, I will tell you from my experience, I have multiple reasons why I don't want a vaccine. Uh, I took Accutane when it was in trial stages. And now I have medical issues that I have no recompense from. Um, I also have a smaller left ventricle in my heart. So if I take the Johnson & Johnson, I have a higher chance of getting blood clots. If I take any of the other vaccines, I have a high chance of myocarditis. Uh, I'm not willing to take that chance. I'd rather be around with my kids. And like I said, I most likely already had it in the very first wave. I was in customer service working with, I was selling cigarettes in a drive through window. But I was still, you know, we would see four or 500 people a day from a couple of different states. And so, uh, and, and again, that's just, you know, how I feel. I don't have an issue giving uh, vaccines. And I know, I know people say, well, we give, you give vaccines to your children. I'm okay with that because those vaccines are tested, tried and true. Most of them are over 20, 30 years old. Uh, Kintalo or Silent, you guys might know closer dates on that stuff, but um, okay. you know, chicken pox, uh, um, all, all the you know all the different shots that we can tell all the different shots we give our kids the hepatitis shots that they've gone through the rigorous testing that we expect to happen when it comes to a new product like this in the case of the in the case of the um the vaccines we don't know because they're still figuring it out and it's all on an emergency use basis and so that's where I that's where I stand. I, I don't believe in mandates. I think if you want to get one, I don't have a problem with you getting one. I think that's great. Uh, if 
people are in a high risk area or in a high risk age group, uh, I'm all for you getting that. I wholeheartedly support that. Uh, I don't have an issue, but it's not the government's job to tell me what I have to do in, in that regard. And so I, I, that's where I stand. Now, can I ask a quick question? Does anyone here believe that the vaccine doesn't work? Let's... It doesn't. It's not a vaccine. That's my personal opinion. I think it's a stopgap or like Advil or Tylenol. But I don't think it's an actual vaccine. Well, no. I like that answer. I like your answer, though. It, it, it can help. Because, again, I understand that it's going to help people in certain segments of the civilization. It's going to give them what they like. Older people don't create new um, uh, NK cells, right? It's going to help them give them a leg up to fight um, COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% for it. It's not the answer that we were looking for. It's, it's not the answer. What's that? It's an untested band-aid. It's an untested band-aid, but if it helps people, I don't have a problem with it. But I'm in the age group where I have a 99.7% survival rate. I like those odds on a personal level. Um, some Somebody my age might not like that. And okay, go get the vaccine, man. No problem. Do what you got to do. Uh, I'm 100% for personal choice. I, I don't, I don't shake my stick at anybody for getting it. You know, uh, like not a problem. But no, I, it's not the answer. The current vaccinations that we have is not. It's not a vaccination. It's not the answer. It's a band aid. We need to get something better. My stance, uh, if I may, uh, regarding the vaccine. And this is actually coming from both uh, Kentalo and Silence. Uh, they helped me understand the vaccine much more than, unfortunately, individuals like Anthony Fauci, which we're going to get into here for the last part of the conversation Douchebag. in a minute. <laughs> um, the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting it. It doesn't prevent you from spreading it. It prevents you or increases your chances of surviving COVID, though. That Correct. is what I've learned from it. Personally, I don't like calling it a vaccine because when up until recently, whenever I heard the term vaccine, I always thought it would prevent you from getting it. But even now, like even the flu shots, uh, showing my uh, lack of knowledge here, would you consider flu shots vaccines? They're all technically a vaccine. A vaccine doesn't protect you permanently from everything. It helps your body fight it off. Okay. Prevent you from getting sick from it. And I think it helps protect you from getting sick from. And that's I definitely think that's one of my uh, stances. Where all my life I always believed that if you got a vaccine, you weren't gonna get it. And that could have been just me misunderstanding my teachers or my teachers misunderstanding what a vaccine was. Or and. Nope. Uh, but I think the flu vaccine has a better efficacy than the current lot of COVID vaccines, at least the flu vaccine, like Katala said, is 50-50. It's guessing the, the strand that's going to come. But that's that's where, that's me. Yeah. But yeah, I that's my stance on what the vaccine actually does. 
Um, silent, your stance. He already said a stance. Oh, can I can I say one other thing real quick I, about the vaccine? By the way, the short amount of time that they had to start, create, and pump this out is, quite frankly, amazing actual science and medical work. Uh, I am by no means... Th this was a heavy hand, um, brilliantly done in such a short period of time, something we the world has not seen before. In that regard, by the way, I find it very impressive. I just wanted to throw that out there. I think it's really cool. That's all. I'm similar, however, I always have that fear of if you rush something out, there's bound to be side effects that we need to be careful of. Um, sure, but getting a working product within, what, nine, ten months, would you say? For how quickly the product was made, yes, I... It, it, it ultimately is a good thing. Yes, yeah, it's, there's, there's going to be things that, you know, if you mass produce something, there's gonna you're, you're gonna have kinks every once in a while. But for the product that we've got, for how quickly it was made, I I think it it was a marvel of what we can do with technology. Yeah, and it can only get better because we've never done anything like it before. I believe it should be mandated for everyone in the world or in your region to be to have it. No. But that's not to say I don't acknowledge the fact of the science and technology and the amount of work that went into creating it. That is, that honestly, kudos to the teams across the world who helped work on, who helped develop it, to be honest, because that's not my profession. I will never be in that profession because I'm not mentally wanting to put myself through that kind of a, a rigorous training, but hey, I tip my hat to those individuals. For lack of a better words, it's really fucking amazing what they did. Excuse my language. I think but... we've all cursed at this point. In this, <laughs> this <laughs> Most podcast, likely. So. <laughs> I'm putting a curse word uh, notification ahead of time for so that way... Uh, the viewers that have children know maybe uh, watch this video when their children are asleep. Let them learn. <laughs> Anyways, uh, other stances here before we move on to the final topic tonight? Nope. I'm ready to talk about Fauci. <laughs> uh, let's get started because I do have a whole other spiel just for Fauci and the CDC. I... Okay, so before, um, when you say Fauci, CDC, does this also include the DOD? Are you asking, are you asking me or Ben? I, I'm asking Ben, sorry. Maybe. All the authoritative okay. figures that right off the bat produced fake, uh, misinformation, like the vaccine prevents you from dying from it, so Fauci has said that, and he's the number one paid government employee. He should know that what Kentalo and Silent have said. He should know that the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting it. Yeah, the CDC and WHO and DOD, all of them constantly shift their opinions. Because like Fauci, for instance, went from you need to wear a mask to no mask to two masks to no mask to five masks. 
like on a weekly basis and nobody knows what to do because of it because this is the highest paid official in the whole medical well i can't say whole medical field but highest paid government official in charge of the government uh the government aspect of the medical field we should be able to trust this guy but he's provided misinformation and changed his opinion so frequently that trust in him has been disintegrated across the United States, to put it simply. Um, I'm going to let somebody else go before I go any further in my rant. <laughs> I, I think that you're blaming the wrong people. I mean, granted, he did say a couple of really dumb things, but you got to remember, this isn't all about just the CDC or Fauci or who. It's still a political thing. It is, 100%. I, personally, I hate politics. I mean... They should have just said, okay, we closed down this first time, see where this is going. This is still new. We don't know what the hell's going on. We just know that people are getting sick and some people are dying. Oh, shit. Shut well, down you, for a little bit. You know why they continue to make it a political issue, right? It's all about money, period. Well, that, that is an aspect, but what year did all this happen? Was that 19? 19. Uh... Um, no, the, the, the first the, the lockdown. Are you referring to the elections? I am referring to the elections. Okay. <laughs> You're hitting the nail right, right the hammer. And incorrect. Wow. And and the reason it came out the way it did is be. I mean, don't get me wrong. Trump says the dumb shit. I'm not Democrat. I'm not. If Republican, you're a politician. Right? You're gonna say dumb shit just to get elected anyway. Exactly. So exactly. Left, right, up, down, but, upside down, inverted. The problem is, is that we live in a democratic society, no matter where you live. I don't care if you're in Texas. I don't care if you're in New York or wherever it is. People want their own personal freedom. If you tell somebody what to do, it upsets Democrats. You know, they take advantage of that. Republicans are too. They kind of want the inf infrastructure to keep going on, though. But they knew, okay, we better shut this down for a little bit. So, I mean, it's hard to get to the bottom of anything about this topic here because everyone wants to keep their job. <laughs> Everyone's to do what they're told. I mean, if, I, if they come out and tell you, yeah, we're going to get this vaccine, we're going to mandate it, we're going to tell people about it, we're going to give it to people, let's tell them, okay, everyone wants their mask off. No one wants to take a vaccine. And, well, not no one, but a large percent of people don't want to have the vaccine if we tell them, you know, this is going to keep you getting from getting sick, but you're still going to get it, that's not going to appease to all the people going, I don't want to wear masks. What they should have did is just said, okay, we need to wear these masks, get everything down, get rid of it, you know, get the numbers to where it's under control. But they never did that because everyone complained. I mean, come on. look, at, <clears throat> Everyone has um, skeletons in the closet. What did you start seeing as soon as politicians started agreeing wearing masks or this, that, and that? All of a sudden, the dirt start coming out on people. And then everyone attacks them. And what does that do? Oh, that pushes them out of office. Oh, that pushes them to change their stance on things. Politicians are just too busy trying to appease people to actually do what's right. I mean, that's the way that I look at it. And I think we can all agree on that. And I... Um, and I'm also going to say, I don't say, think you can. 
just blame Fauci. It's not oh, no. him. He's still part of the government. I'm not blaming just Fauci. Fauci. He no. is. He is a part of it, though. You can't not blame anything for him. I mean, to to to, to to Joe America or Jane America, Fauci is the face of um, COVID. To to other people who study the news, that's different. But to you know, everyday mom and pop who only focus on their local news channel, Fauci is the face of fighting COVID. Correct, but so's. But then again, it's every single governor, every single mayor. They all said the same thing. Get the vaccine and you don't have to wear masks because you're protected and you're good. Well, that's that's not technically true. Uh, Florida and Texas and South, South Dakota? South Dakota, I'll agree with. Florida has been back and forth so many times. It's not fun. I mean, they're still on par with New York, if roughly. They also do have a higher concentration of older folks. Not that we don't love older folks here on the podcast, just just there's a higher density for retirees in Florida than that, you any know. Other, than any other state in the United States. This is true, yes. But that's why all, also why all the older folks are vaccinated before the younger people. And that's how it sh- and that's how it should be. They should have like those those folks should have gotten the um vaccination first and i think they did they did but the thing is is they didn't argue it you know why because they've been through this every 20 years they've been through pandemics several times already they're like yeah that shit's freaking real (laughs) well i mean the if we're talking about a pandemic on this scale the closest to that would be um the spanish flu and that was 100 years ago. Yeah. yeah 100 years ago. Most of them were uh, If you want to go on the scale. I mean, but if you if you want to look at numbers, this is nothing like the Spanish flu. I mean, I, I, I can't put this on the same level as the Spanish flu. I mean, if I, I don't know. Was, I mean, I, oh, I know for, what you're yeah, for, for reference, for what it's worth, um, Contalo, I know you're going to know. Uh, Silent, you probably heard about it. So, Remember when SARS COVID hit the the original SARS in Canada? Mm-hmm. I actually was in Toronto, uh, actually in a town called Hamilton, Ontario. Yep. At the very height of so there was that big snowstorm. Do you remember Silent? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I literally I I landed. I mean, right I before what was happening in the world. Right, okay, so I landed right before the snowstorm hit, and I left as soon as the snowstorm ended. It was roughly about two weeks, and it was at the height of the original um, SARS outbreak. And I flew from Toronto. It was a, a direct flight to San Francisco. I got off the plane, and that was there was no screening. There was no health screening. First off, Canada didn't care, and neither did the United States. And I would say that that strain was probably a lot worse than the current SARS-CoV-19 that we're going through. I think that was a lot more deadlier strain of COVID. It was deadlier, but it wasn't as transmissible without direct contact. 
I mean, still, I mean, like, nobody cared. Canada didn't even care to screen me before I left. I don't think they also had in place. I think that's why a lot of this, like, the lockdown and stuff like that has became a thing because of of SARS. You know, they've, coming from experience, hitting so hard in, like, in Canada, they, you know, oh, let's just make a task force, you know, for... Right, but, but... Public diseases. But again, I'm flying into San Francisco, which is probably closer politically aligned to what Canada is mm-hmm. than a, a big portion of the United States. So you would think that California and San Francisco would, especially because I believe that that might have been the time when Gavin Newsom, who's the current governor of California, was the mayor of San Francisco. Right. You think you think they would care enough about that? And I don't know. I'm just throwing out random stuff. I'm I'm sorry. It's it's tricky because in the end, it's like Antala said. It's not just Anthony Fauci, but I think for a lot of us, Anthony Fauci plays a huge role in it. But it's also the other politicians that. Like um, Cuomo up in New York before he got removed, I re- I hopefully you remember this, Cantalo. Uh, Trump sent down the medical vessel. I forgot what it's called to assist with uh, COVID patients. I think that was the Mercy. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, it was the Mer- the USS Mercy. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Cuomo, for whatever his thought process was, thought it was smart to put infected COVID patients into nursing home facilities. So did the Michigan governor and the Pennsylvania governor too. Yep. And it's it's true. It is true. And the numbers were hidden. That was the wrong part that he hid shit. Thing is, is you had at that time you had to put people somewhere. I mean even I mean, until the, the current Not a wave. single bed, sorry for interrupting, not a okay. single bed on that ship was ever used. When you're looking at it for, on, and from a political standpoint, don't get me wrong, COVID should not be political. It really annoys me that it has been politicized by both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans. But um, not a single bed on that vessel was used in their other emergency facility at the time only one bed was used all the rest were shoved into nursing home facilities it wasn't like oh we need that like the ship is coming in a week we need to put somebody somewhere right now no the ship was there but Cuomo still put COVID patients in nursing home facilities just so he couldn't give the president at that time Donald Trump a victory and it shouldn't be political, but it but was. It is. It's all political. It's with anything. Just like everything is about money. It doesn't make money. What's the point of it? I mean, that's just the way things are. There's nothing you can do about it. And if you look at things now, I mean, at least before the last wave started dying off here, I mean, hospitals were filled to the brim. Two, in hospital rooms, you had two people a room. You had floors of hospitals shut down to make into COVID wards this, this, and this, and there's certain nursing homes and rehab facilities that we go to, you know, working in an ambulance where 
whole facility had it. I mean, the, that's all you can do. All you can do is keep them together. Being next, having COVID, being next to someone else's COVID isn't going to make your COVID worse. So that's kind of irrelevant. But these nursing home facilities didn't have COVID. They were old, older generations of people just in nursing home facilities. And there was one viral story that happened in like 2020 where a uh, mentally disabled individual who had COVID was put in with an elderly individual and the mentally disabled individual started beating the elderly individual. And um, I'm familiar with that specific story and I don't know why that would be the case unless they're both had some type of mental issues, one with dementia, one just being whatever issue he had. Um, but I mean, what what else? What, what can you do? What would you be your be? What would your alternative be? I you, some of these are just hearsay. I've never seen well, anything I, saying that they intentionally introduce COVID people to nursing homes to infect everyone. Um, unfortunately, because it's such a knit tight community, just like on the ship we were talking about earlier, everyone's going to get it. Well, if one person gets it. Everyone's going to get it. Well, there is the the very publicly available order that Andrew Cuomo did sign that okayed sending patients that uh, have COVID back to or to nursing facilities. There also is the, the New York uh, Health Department said that they grossly um, under, uh, what's the word, uh, undercounted or underannounced the amount of elderly deaths. Reported. And, yeah, reported deaths in the... Um, the these facil these specific facilities. Okay, and now let me state this. Now I'm not a Como supporter. I really, like I said, when it comes to political aspects of things, I don't. I think they're all friggin' pieces of shit. Yeah. But there's no difference between what he did then is than what he did now. Guess what? When someone's sick with COVID at the hospital after a few days, as long as they're not getting like real serious symptoms, you send them back to the nursing home and they quarantine to the room. But that doesn't work like that. And then also, going back to, to your argument, don't you care about the most vulnerable? Well, I'll but let you answer abs that. Absolutely. But the okay, so, so why are you sending an infected person into an area that hasn't been infected? I think... Uh, because there I, is no more room. I that, think that's the... So why not send them to the mercy that didn't get used? Incorrect. And guess what? If they would have did that, it still would have been the same outcome. We don't know. Because he didn't use the mercy. Nobody went on. He, they didn't send anybody on the mercy. But you're talking about a time frame after there's millions of people infected. Well, sure, but... You're talking about a time period when Italy had a death toll that made the rest of us, made the rest of the world, like... You know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to find the right, right word. Right. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, but you're also saying that I have to wear, I should be forced to wear a mask to take care of everybody else, but yet you're okay with sending an old person who is who has COVID into an entire facility with people who have a higher chance of dying of COVID, and you're okay with that. But you're not okay with me going outside without a mask if I don't even have any symptoms. It wasn't even just older people with COVID. You had people of all ages with COVID being sent to nursing home facilities. 
That is correct, because a lot of these places require caregivers. Yeah, medical attention. Um, once you introduce a tight population to something that spreads as bad as COVID, you're, you, you can't stop it. I mean, unfortunately, you know what? It could have been slowed down some if everyone kept on wearing those masks. And if they started with N95s and they kept with N95s. Problem is with nursing homes is they can't keep those. A lot of those people can't keep a mask on all day long. The nursing staff has to go in. The nursing staff would, and which should have been mandated, this part should have been mandated, all nursing staff entering and leaving the building should have to wear full PPE gear. That would right. have been That should well, have been mandated. That's why we had a lot of places in Canada, nursing homes, is actually the nurses that actually brought in an actual... Uh... But 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 but, but 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 we're talking about sending people that have COVID in the hospital back to a nursing home that no, that has not been exposed to COVID, and you're okay with that instead of saying sending that elderly person with a special caregiver to let's say a hotel where they can fully recover and have no COVID, then they can return safely to the the home. Does that make sense? I, and, and I know what you're saying. It's just the spread of it is, I think, is a bit more of how quickly it was going through is a bit more than what maybe you're under. I'm not going to say understanding because that's kind of an ignorant thing to say to you. And I don't think that you're not misunderstanding. I just I don't think you're understanding how quickly this was spreading. And don't don't forget also that there's a whole bunch of people who are still asymptomatic. You don't know who has it. Okay, and because but, of how quickly it's spreading, I mean, and like I said, even now, to this day, they're sending people back to their facilities because there's no room. And even when you're talking about when they had, they had the, you know, the thing here, there was still no room. They were going to fill that up within two days. Wouldn't it have been better to fill that up first? We already filled up the hospitals. What do you think the one ship was going to do? Well, who knows? Because it was no, not a single person went on it. You're correct. But, but, but what I guess what I'm understanding from your wording is that you're okay with sending symptomatic people back to a facility of elderly people who haven't gotten, who who have not been exposed to COVID nineteen and could very likely die. You're okay with sending somebody from the hospital into this facility. I think that what you're misunderstanding what I'm saying is that once it's introduced to a facility, it's there already. Okay, right. Wasn't, what he's saying is that this wasn't already exposed. So the, let's just kind of going back in history in, in a sense, because that's kind of my bread and butter's history. The Mongols, when they, were, when they were going west and they were conquering every single living thing that they came across when they would go to a village or a town or a city or what have you and they put it in this in the, that that establishment decided to go hey we're going to close our borders and we're just going to wait you guys out the mongols would would then take dead bodies dead rotting bodies with some kind of a plague which is how this is honestly how, part of the reason why the black plague got to europe and the rest of the civilized humanitarian world as it is um they would throw they would launch these dead bodies into these populations that were not exposed 
to whatever sickness that the Mongols were introducing them to. That is, in a sense, what he was doing to these living facilities. These elderly individuals who were highly, highly... Well... <laughs> okay. Some <laughs> Russian just went over there. All right. Anyways, what, oh, so, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, pretty much what I was saying is that you're you're taking this in, this population that has not been exposed to the sickness or plague or virus, what have you, and you're they're highly infectious, and then boom, immediately you introduce them. What do you think is going to happen? And that's kind of like you're do. You may say, "Oh, I didn't know I was going to do that." Bullshit. You're taking one person, and they're living two to a room, they're intermingling with each other because it's a tight-knit community. It's a it's a elderly facility. They're sharing a filter filtration it, it, system. Exactly. What do you, what of course, of course, what do you think is gonna happen? They're all it's all gonna spread to each other. And okay, you're but you're place. also giving the assumption okay, and using that story there, you're giving the assumption that they were just placing people with COVID in the nursing homes, sending them back to the nursing homes. They were no, they they were place. placing they were placing people that were not part of the nursing home into the nursing homes. They were taking the individual, say, who was 22, 23 years old, who had just tested positive for COVID. Oh, hey, the hospital, uh, the, the hospital down the street is is full. Yeah, the, the hospital on the other side of the city is full. We have to put you here now. Um, and you're going to you have, go, have, and, and you have to go share a room with this elderly individual who's in his late seventies, um, he doesn't have COVID, but you need to do what you can to not give it to him. And this, you live in the okay, same room. That I have not heard. I know of elderly people going back to the elderly place, but I have not heard of. That is what they were doing in the states, of New York and Michigan. Okay, I so I I haven't heard about the young kids. I've only heard about yeah. the elderly people who were not in homes. For New York, the elderly people who are not in any type of these homes, they would send them to uh, homes. Now, I think it was either Michigan or Pennsylvania that had a younger man who beat the ever-living crap out of a 80-year-old veteran. That was Michigan. That was Michigan? Okay, yeah. So I, so I know in Michigan, I know of one example. I'm not saying it's rampant or whatever. I do know in New York... And Michigan and in Pennsylvania, they sent elderly people who were not in facilities before to these facilities because hospitals didn't want to deal or couldn't take care of an elderly person. Or they were mandated by the state to just ship them off to these homes if there was an open bed. Okay, and... I can see that to a certain extent. I don't know of any specific cases, but I can see that because most likely we're not talking about elder homes in particular. We're speaking in regards to rehab facilities. Well, no, elder homes, people that have uh, mental issues, like, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, Asylum. Uh, dementia, stuff like that. Yeah, those. Uh, Janice Dean is a reporter. Her Her mother was killed due to somebody being introduced to the facility that her mother was at um, who basically spread COVID to the entire facility and killed a lot of people. All right. And that's most likely something that's 
probably definitely happened. Looking at it so many years later, do you think it would have made a difference? Yes. What difference would it make when we still do it? Well, again, you're talking about taking care of the most vulnerable. Don't you care about them? Shouldn't we have put them in hotels or some safer place uh, that was readily available? Uh, shouldn't we have shut off the elderly facilities to outside people? I know it's hard for the nurses and the folks that were working there, but... Which, which they ultimately did, yes, and I'll, I'll agree with you there. Um, uh, ultimately, most of the people in these places, and I hate to say this, but and it actually makes me sick every time I get a call at one of these places, they're usually there because of their family not giving a shit. And that's a big problem. That's a whole Oh, no, no. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's hey, it can tell we are. I, I think everyone here on the panel yeah. will 100% agree with you. I, I understand what you're saying. And the, the problem there is it's, there's so much gray in there that neither one of us know the full story of. Well, no, there's no grain. It's it happened. Oh no, it's, and it definitely happened. It happened all you know a lot of places, and I understand that. But when it comes down to it, with how quickly things are spreading, where else are you supposed to put, put them? Onto a ship? Okay, you can put them on a ship. Dedicated floors in hospitals? Okay. Well, no, 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 no. You didn't have to put the elderly on the ship. What they they could have done is taken the younger people onto the ship. The folks that were had a better chance of survival, those that weren't on ventilators. at Because remember, we were using ventilators at the time for everything. You have COVID ventilator, right? Um, but but you could have taken people, younger people, 20, let's say 20 to 40, okay, and you could have put them in the ship. You could have freed up rooms in the hospital. See, and every, I keep on hearing that, people saying ventilators before they needed it. I've been doing this a while. Okay. Too and I never seen anybody on a ventilator that didn't need it. And I keep on hearing that from people, and, and I've never seen it or saw it. And I do this, we're talking about like 80 hours plus a week. I've never seen anyone put on a ventilator due to COVID for no reason. Okay. And but you're, you're also EMS. You're not in the hospital. Oh, no, I'm in the hospital. When someone goes into cardiac arrest, guess what? When I bring them there and I got them back and they go into card, they code again, I am there in the ER room doing work with them. Okay, but I you're all... Bring, I bring people to their beds. I get them all rehooked up or do whatever stuff like that. I mean, right, people... no, no, I understand that. That, that, as that being part of your job. But the long-term care, you're back on the road. Correct, long-term road they're they're brought to a different room or something like that but with the covid we were more involved than we've ever been before believe it or not we have to go to those special wards mm -hmm. we walk mm -hmm. down these rooms and we see what's going on we talk to the doctors so we know what to expect out there what's going on what's seeing and any ems agency that doesn't do that you know doesn't have regular meetings with their medical director there's a problem there we try to get involved, at least here, where I am, the agency that I'm with. We're involved with everything. So I guess that's kind of, like I said, there's right, a lot of like, middle things there with different places doing things differently. Right, so I guess we could say, if we remember back in the early stages, we had that, there was that big rush for ventilators. 
we had ventilators up the butt, right? Like, we need, what, Trump, uh, if you like him or not, whatever. He basically pushed companies to make ventilators. Hadn't done that since, what, World War II, right? Um, so you make all these ventilators. Uh, granted, uh, there there was a shortage of ventilators for an emergency due to the previous administrations. It, both <clears throat> previous administrations. So, um, obviously, sure, there's a reason to bring that up. But then after a while, you see places like New York selling excess ventilators for money. Or they're, they're all collecting dust. So, obviously, something changed where doctors realize that we are not put we don't need to put people on ventilators in order to keep them alive so as a as an everyday person that's that's the conclusion that i can come to i have to tell you the polar opposite here with the canada yeah, well, the yes thing but is, you're, you're the also ventilators, weird the ventilators were over <laughs> i love you the ventilators were over exaggerated there's people on it's not the numbers we expected. We're not Italy. We're. I mean, it was on the news all over the place. Well, yeah, but nowhere Fox, did anyone did CNN, anyone ever say that. But no one ever ran out. No, they got too many. Exactly. Why? After because a certain we point, based, we based our numbers off of places like Italy, when they're second tier compared to us. Actually, we can even go to, say, a third tier. Maybe. I don't know. I just know that there was a big push for it, and then you heard a lot of people going on, especially in the early months, and then it stopped. I mean, don't get me wrong. The United States, our healthcare system sucks, but ultimately, our medical care is fantastic compared to these other right. countries. And yeah, we based 100% agree. Off of that. And that's the difference. When you look at these other countries, they don't have access to the things that we do. So we overestimate it and say, oh, yeah, we may end up having, you know, 4 million people that need to be put on ventilators. Look at Italy. Look at, you know, this. Look at that. I mean, and I'd rather them be overprepared than underprepared. What could you imagine would have been like if we, get hit, we got hit as hard or had the healthcare system that somewhere like Italy had? I mean, over there, we were talking about, at one point, like, one out of 20 people who got admitted were going to die. They had to make the choice. Okay, we got to turn this person away. They actually had doctors have to say, I have to pick and choose. Do I want to say the 70-year-old man or this 30-year-old male? And they'd be like, oh, they already lived 70 years. Send them out. That's how bad it was over there. They had to make decisions like that every minute. Who am I going to save? Who can't we do anything for? We didn't have that problem. One, we were overprepared, even though the numbers are still staggering. But we also had the medicine to treat the underlying small issues that in other countries became serious major issues. So there's a big difference when you look at it like that. Would you rather us have too much and go ahead and sell some to other countries in this and that, or would you rather, or states or whatever, or would you rather have us been in the same situation that Italy was in? And I'm using Italy as the example because they got hit the worst out of everybody. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I completely get what you're saying. I, I, again, I don't have a problem. Like, I understand why the Production Act was put in place to refill the uh, coffers, so to speak, of emergency uh, supplies. Like, to, at the end of the day, that's a good thing. I'm okay with that. I just know that at a certain point, the need for ventilators stopped. And again, I'm coming at this as an everyday person. And so that that that's what I saw. Does that make sense? Like all of a sudden it was yeah, ventilator, ventilator, that. ventilator, and then it wasn't. So um, listen, whatever states do, the states do, because I don't live there. It's not my problem. But they, do you remember can... during the Delta variant, we came really close to being like, oh, shit, we may not have enough. But again, <laughs> we didn't need them. We didn't need them, but we came really damn close at one point in time. I don't, I don't know because because I lived so throughout this entire saga. I have had the ability to live in a major city, and in the middle of nowhere, and I can tell you, hospitals, in both places were empty as shit. That's I had a child. I had a child in the. I had a child in May, of twenty twenty. The hospital was empty as shit. And, and it all depends on locality too. I mean, if you compare, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a major city with, okay, I'm in Nevada, I'm in Reno, I was in Reno, Nevada. So you have people coming from all over the world. You have people gambling. There's over half a million people there. You also have the state capital about twenty minutes away. You're also right at the border of California. It was empty. All the hospitals, all three hospitals, empty. I live in Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. Our numbers were nothing compared to New York City. Right, because you have, a, and again, uh, I would have expected, by the way, I would have expected being in, first off, New York's totally different because it's millions of people basically living in um, tiny little boxes. <laughs> they're all, they're, yeah. Yeah, pods. It's pod living, basically, in New York. Um, it, Reno would probably be more of a typical big city. Um, but then I live in a town now that's not even 10,000 people. Uh, I've, <laughs> nobody wears a mask out here. And the people that do, by the way, the people that do wear a mask, nobody says anything. Like, there's no shame. You do you, bro. You, you do your thing. Um, we're good with that, but uh, so I, I guess I, but, but no big hospital booms. Um, I can understand it in a place like New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, uh, major metropolis, metropole, <laughs> major metropolises that are where people are so confined, um, that basically just um, breathing, you, you can catch 50 diseases. Um, but anyways, like I said, I, I was just, I was just commenting as in, as an everyday person, as somebody that, that, that might be their perspective, um, on things. That's all. No. And I understand. And it, that just comes down to locality and how quickly it can spread. And, you know, all the way back to the beginning, you know, with the whole nursing homes, you know, sending people to back home and stuff like that. It kind of all depends on the variant and what it is. I mean, there's nothing we can do. We can only fill up so much space. 
it spreads too quickly and each strain keeps on getting more contagious and more contagious. And we've been fortunate with the Omnicron one because it's real contagious, but the symptoms don't being shit. Because it's but but because it's still in its infancy, it's going to mutate. And maybe it's not gonna be the BA two, which is the Omicron two. Maybe it's not gonna be that one, which right now looks kinda of scary if it does come around this next time. Or it's gonna be another one. I personally feel we're going to end up getting a really nasty one and people aren't going to want to wear masks. We're not going to let this thing dwindle down and it's going to become real nasty and we're going to have a problem. I mean, our area, you know, when things are going on, when the spikes are happening, we get hit hard. Nursing homes get hard. Everywhere gets hard. Everyone gets it all at once. And it's like, oh my God. We go from having, you know, per ambulance, eight to, I think the most I had in one day was 16 uh, COVID calls in one day. To now, now we're getting them uh, about once or twice a week. But one thing I noticed last week, and I actually had a short week, was nice and nice easy week. I actually liked it. I'm noticing certain numbers come back up. I'm starting to notice people with respiratory issues again. That's scary, because the respiratory one—that's the part that's gonna—that's the part that kills people. So we're sending these people back home because we can't keep the hospitals full. Because uh, here's an example of why you have to send people home when they're not ill. Ill. I had a code last week. Every room—no, it's two weeks ago. I'm sorry. Every room in the ER was full because someone just came in with respiratory issues, had to be intubated, and they're in our code room. We had no room to help someone who just went, had a cardiac arrest and coded. Stop breathing, no heartbeat, blah, blah, blah. We had to work them in the hallway in front of 20 other people on beds in the hallway, just in the ER. We're not even talking about hallways and other floors. You have to make room. Those people who just don't have those serious symptoms, you got to send them home because guess what? Most likely they're going to stay just with minor issues. If you don't send them home, you're overflowed. You can't help the people who actually need help. You send them to other floors. That gets filled up. They're going to keep testing them. Okay, you're negative now. We can send you home now. If we did that with everyone, we would be in a worse place than we are right now. Someone else can so, talk. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about Vin, but I can just tell you, I think this conversation could go on for hours. I think we Absolutely. have only um, just broached the subject, but I think the most, I think at the end of the day, I think we need to pass it on to our courageous leader. I think, like I said, we could go on for hours. I think we need to toss it on to him and call it a night for the night. <laughs> I think courageous is a bit of a stronger word but if everybody's in agreement hey, you're willing you're willing to put up with us <laughs> hey you asked all of us for my one so yep <laughs> all righty then um if everybody's in agreement let's go ahead and wrap this up everybody okay with it i do have one one small question that i i don't want to get out of control but i have been wanting to ask um to Cantalo and silent go for um, it when it comes to, because you mentioned earlier in the episode of shortages when it comes to 
nursing and doctors and all that. What is your opinion on hospitals and governments from around the world purposefully firing medical staff because they refuse to get the vaccine or whatever um, medical treatment, but yet they are willing to double mask or wear extra PPE in order to continue working in that profession? What, what is your opinion on that? That's it's the same thing I said earlier. I think mandation for vaccine is unethical, but I believe that they should be mandated to wear mask and or PPE. Actually, in hospitals, I think it should be PPE no matter what. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, I think even though it would really, really, really suck, I think all of us people working in the EMS field should have to wear PPE the whole time as well. What I was getting at was all of the we've all seen the videos of the nurses and doctors being fired or being told you don't work here anymore because you do not have the vaccine. Yes. They should not be mandated. I agree. Okay. That, that was, that was my one question. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. I don't think anyone should be mandated to put anything into their body, especially something that hasn't been tested out. And silent, I'm going to ask you the same thing because you work in the medical field as well. And obviously we're all, the four of us were in the, in the States, you're up in Canada to our North. I'd like your perspective on that as well. Um, yeah, I do, I do agree that. Um, see, I kind of mixed up with my answer in the beginning where you talk about mandates. So I'm always thinking about, you know, because we hear it all the time, I'm always thinking about like, you know, our papers we have to give and uh, show about that. But uh, yeah, definitely it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, everyone has free will, it's their own body. Um, you know, it says in our song on the land of the free. Um, so what you're saying is you don't have a problem with people being mandated, but you also don't think that people should be lose their job and their livelihood when there's other precautions they can take. Right. I'm saying, um, yeah. So basically, I, I think I actually like talked about this like a while back when we had this conversation. Um, you know, saying like you don't want to get vaccinated and then. You know, I'm not going to wear a mask either. You know, I don't have to. You know, it's my body. I can't breathe or whatever stupid, you know, reason to come up with. Uh, yeah, definitely. I always, I always agree with Kintalo. Wearing masks um, should be mandatory in all hospitals and, and uh, like kind of like a situation like this. Um, masks should be mandated. Um, but, uh, you know, vaccines, it's your body. But yeah, of course, that's kind of fucked up what they were doing with the. Uh, the hospitals and you know the help we needed because of the uh, shortage we have here in uh, Canada. They're like pulling, they're even pulling not even people that graduated from medical school are pulling them mid fourth year before they even write their exams to help in the hospitals actually. Right, and I think for Cantalo, um, since he's in the state of New York, they had the National Guard, and I don't know if they're still there, but the National Guard come in and help. And I know National um, Guard didn't come in and do shit. Well, I it might have been in the city of New York, not the whole state. But I but I do know I do know North Northwell Health. Yeah, we had the same thing here. They they fired one thousand four hundred, um, the healthcare workers because they didn't want to get the jab. I, I I only say those things to give perspective to the listener. That's all. I. Well, the dumb thing is, is you know what they're doing now over here? Hmm. They're hiring all those people back. Shocking. So all mm. they did was make this big shortage when we really needed everyone. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, well, it's not mandatory anymore, so you can come back. But it still is in New York, I thought. It's not. Might be in New York City, just not state. Oh, yeah, not. the state. The state, okay. It's state. It's not mandatory anymore. It's now optional again, according to Hukum. And they're hiring all these people back. In mm. Western New York alone, in our major hospitals here, we lost over 2,000. Yeah, That's New York lost, lost a lot of people. Well, I'm, gl I'm, glad, I'm glad those individuals are getting their jobs back. It's still, it's still fucked up that they were fired because of one simple thing. Whereas, yes, I do agree with, uh, with you, Kintal, on the fact that if you're in the medical field, you should be wearing as much PPE as possible. Absolutely. When, when I'm out, when I'm, so my, my job before I, I was a Marine security guard in the Marine Corps was I was an F-18 engine mechanic. I have to wear gloves. I have to wear eye protection. I have to wear a full body um, suit sometimes because the, the oil that we work with. If I don't work with that, I could be fired and I could be thrown into the jail or I could be thrown into the brig for not following the rules. So, yes, I completely understand having to wear PPE for, for what your job entitles you to do. And then if you got fired, that was your fault. Exactly. Alrighty. And with that, I'm sorry to end it on such an abrupt note. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here. Cause, How like, dare so, you? So Damn, I didn't even know you were still here. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening yeah, in the, and taking all the information the, in. Uh, guys, this is the, thank you so much for coming to the Cantalo show. You can catch Cantalo <laughs> every Friday. Alrighty. If you're lucky I got tired, I would have had more to say. <laughs> I, that's no, why I think this I'm is a ending... conversation we could go we could go on a whole nother part two, three, and four. Oh yeah. Oh. Like without going into it, we didn't even cover all the protests and riots here yeah, in the US we, and the We covered Canada, nothing. But... Oh we, yeah. we, we didn't even cover prevention. No, so everyone we have prevention. Yeah, wear condom kids. With that being said, uh, Connor, is there anything you would like to tell the viewers on our way out? Uh, no, just once again, good friend of Vin Tornado, uh, high school buddy of him. I don't have social media. Like I said, you can find me on there. That's not me. Smart man. <laughs> Silent? Uh, yeah, uh, I had a fun time on the show. Uh, you guys can find me at uh, SignSword underscore 44 on Twitch. And I'll pass it over to my dear friend, Pintalo. <laughs> We're mass people. That's all. I don't care about anything else. Peace. Um, with that being said, I, me personally, I want to thank all of you guys. Regardless of whether we agree or disagree, um, the beauty that we can come together and we can have a conversation and a peaceful one. Uh, also, that I have the utmost respect for each and every one of you, your opinions. And you've given me a lot of great things to think about that I can sit down and study um, and also learn to strengthen my views or form new ones. Um, so I really appreciate the back and forth. Uh, even if we disagreed, I think you guys are amazing. With that being said, uh, I am Sophomore John. You can find me on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twatter, at Sophomore John, and also at Locals.com as well. Yep, and uh, like Sophomore John said, thank you all for coming. 
I know I definitely have to review some of my personal opinions on it because I, I want to take a look closer look in personally on masks and how I truly feel about mask mandates and whatnot. But yeah, thank you all for coming because it was very informative. And uh, as for me, I am Ventor and can be found on most alternative platforms under the name Ventornado. That is V-E-N-T-O-R-N-A-D-O. That includes, but not limited to, Minds, Gab, YouTube, and Rumble. For Twitch, just slap on a one at the end and you will find me there. Thank you to everyone who turned in and special thanks to our guests. We are out.